to show up whenever fuck he wants to show up. Why? Because Tony hates guests. That's right. Well, I mean, this this one we kind of sprung on him because because Bryce kind of forgot. So when I reminded him, he was like, "Oh, good thing you reminded me." Oh yeah, good thing you reminded him. Is right. Yeah. All right. Well, Tony's not here right now, but no, he no, will no, be. No, no, no. He'll be joining us shortly. I have returned, contrary to this nasty banner that I saw today uh, when I was recording. Oh, yeah. Uh, contrary to what you two jamokes said last week, I do not hate guests so much so that it trickled into the Discord and people said, oh, I guess Matt hate, hates guests now, too. Uh-uh. Nah-uh. Yeah, that was, that, I think that was my idea to put that out there. To... I think That's that. gone forever. There'll be no more of that. Oh, you deleted it? Yes, I deleted it. All right. Uh, uh, Kevin, how are you? I am good, and we just got a message from the guest ski, so let's see what he said. All right. We got a message from the guest ski. We are a little early tonight, which is nice. Uh, I like a little early. Um we have Bryce Donovan joining us tonight. Tony will be along at some point to talk picks. We're going down the aisle. Oh, um, yeah. Vince McMahon is uh, allegedly raping people, so that's news today. Wait, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, you didn't see that, did you now? All right. No, I did not see that. Oh, yeah. Big article came out. Rita. Not Rita. Oh, the referee. Yes. I, I saw the headline. I did not click it. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we got, there's a lot. I mean, I'm sure Tony watched the NWA. Maybe there's some MLW to talk about. Uh, I got tons of notes. Oh, man. Uh, Forbidden Door was last night. That was fun. Yes. So we got a lot to talk about. We're going to have a good time. I missed last week. I thought you and Tony did an excellent job. I enjoyed the show. It sounded like you guys had a blast. We did. Um, both guys, both Luke that and uh, and Jay Spade were were incredible. And yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I might have to reach out to Luke Cox. Let him know. Play play a couple clips from him. Play a couple clips for him from last week. Because guess what, Kevin? He no longer holds the Wildcat Tag Team Championships with the Sun. Oh no! They talked a lot of. He talked. He talked. Talked a little shit last week on the show, and he lost them. They lost them to those two. Those two, uh, as I think he put it, enhancement guys. Did he? Did he call? Did he call wrestlers enhancement guys on on our show? And in a nutshell, he did. Man, karma. And we got a new Wildcat World Champion. Oh yeah, the our our dear good friend, also uh, past guest. Yeah, Trevor Murdoch. Can you believe Tony thinks he eats his own boogers? It's unbelievable. Nah, Tony doesn't know what he's talking about. To him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight. I'm feeling froggy. I Ready like it. Jump. Leap, leap, baby. And, uh, we got Bryce Donovan of the Shook Crew joining us shortly. Tony, right. we don't know when he's gonna join us. Tony is a wild card, or a wild, wild card, or a wild cat, if you will. Um, uh, Kevin went to Baltimore for the major pod, so we could talk about that too, mm. and uh, so much more. All here next. Hold on, I got to do this on. Oh, did I hit this? Okay, yeah, we're live. Um, on the Mark right. order pot. Oh, no, on the uh, on the turnbuckle. Th- no, on nope. the uh, what are we? Who are we again? What are we? Do we do? Baby. You know who we are. Oh, that's right. And you know too, people listening and watching. It is. Oh, oh, you can do it. Shocking, do it. Oh, 
the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Episode 591. Ooh, baby pants. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is Kenny Omega, and you are cleaning up the competition with Shining Wizards Podcast. Kevin, I think I already fucked up. What happened? Did you hear the liner by any chance? I did. Oh, okay. It did come through. Yes. That was awesome. Good to hear from the old old chum Kenny Omeg. All right. I didn't didn't think I had it set to the right settings, so I don't know if it – I don't know if it came through in the audio, but if you heard it, that's a good thing. It's uh, it's it, yeah, it's not a bad thing. Like DDP would say, that's a good thing. What about uh, uh, you people out there watching in uh, TV land? Did you hear the liner? The Bergman, the Bergman's in the chat, so he might know. Please let me know. Let me know. I'm. Uh... I forgot we had that one. When was the last time we used Omega? Oh man, we got there's a there's a bunch that that don't ever get used. You know, oh, there's some that that. You know, because we got to play Mister Ooh La La every time, or that's yeah, right. Terrible decision. Oh, it is at default. Okay, good. McGee, whatever's. Yeah, we got this one. This is the Disco Inferno. Yo, this K Dog from Keeping It One Hundred, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards podcast. That's pretty dope. Boom. Get your disco candles. Boom. Yo, say what you say what you want, man. But that's that's pretty cool, man. Disco Inferno and Conan were pretty integral parts of WCW for good, bad, or whatever. They were really cool. And they're legends in their in their own right. Some Conan probably more than Disco, but Disco had a solid Brunsky. So uh we are live uh on the rant. We are live on Facebook. We are live on Twitter. We are live on Twitch. We are live on YouTube. We are available wherever you get your podcast. And let me tell you guys something. If you're listening to this podcast in podcast form, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon, whatever you do, make sure you like, you rate, and you uh, subscribe, review, leave a review. Oh, please leave a review. What the fuck, man? Shining review. Uh, Because that really helps us in the long run. You know, it gets our algorithm going. And then when people listen to our podcast and they listen to another wrestling podcast and we get suggested for those that listen to us and the other podcast, it's very, very fun. Right. It gets our algorithm going and that gets our rhythm going. Yes. And my my rhythm is going. 
Oh yeah, your 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 rhythm is gone. I think it's out. I already I, I fucking shot my load earlier today. So when do you think you lost your rhythm? As it, were you no. ever a good dancer? Uh, I don't need. You can't lose something if you never had it, right? Okay, so you never had it. So you were never a good dancer. No, no, dancing is not my thing, man. How often did you try to dance? Like, are you fun at parties? Will you go out and give it a shot? Am I fun at parties? Kevin, you know I'm fun at parties. Right, but I'm in terms of the dancing angle. Oh, yeah, I embarrass the shit out of myself all the time. Okay, that's right. It's, oh, it's been a while. It's been a while since those uh, those uh, rock bottom concerts. And, and I don't think I've ever actually been to a real concert with you. So that's all I really know from party time, Matt. A wedding, your wedding. Party time, Matt, in the house. That's right. I just dub nicknames upon people without even realizing that I do it. I like it. I like it. I like party time, Matt. Party time, Matt is like like millionaire Matt's during the day, and then once millionaire millionaire Matt gets off work, he transforms into party time, Matt. All right, I like that. What about what's afternoon Matt doing? Afternoon Matt is nap Matt. You know what? I did try and take a little nap this afternoon. I. uh a lot on my plate today. You're and because you have cats, you're the cat nap Matt. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Cats I do uh, millionaire Matt, cat nap Matt, and party time Matt. Boom. Yeah, yeah, all right. I dig it. Yeah, I couldn't watch. Uh, couldn't watch Forbidden Door live last night. Were you able to watch it today? Because I watched it today. Yes, I did watch it today. So we were probably um, logged on at the same time, which I didn't think you could do. I don't know. I uh, I was up at like 8.30. I had to go to the bank. Uh, Irving Ortiz wants to know which Matt shits his pants. That would be Poopy Party Matt. It's a great, I think it's a great question. Well, I mean, it could really be all of them, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great question, Irving Ortiz. Part- yes. I think Party Time Matt is the pants shitter. Yeah. But I could see you doing it during the day at work, too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's happened, you know. It's been a long time. Anywho, I uh, was up early. I had to go to the bank. I had to drop my car off for an oil change. And then I had to watch The Forbidden Door before I recorded another episode of The Bread Club with my buddy Kieran. I almost jumped into that by mistake by accident. Oh, yeah, don't when do I, that. <laughs> no, because when I went to go share the link with... Uh... With our guest, who will be who just messaged me, he'll be joining us in just a second. Um, I almost went to that one by accident because uh, you popped up at the bottom. We could have just let you in or let you out. Yeah, but I'm glad, no, I'm glad I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to distract anybody. No, so. you were good. So I did. We did that. This I did that this afternoon. I prepped for tonight, and I uh, ordered myself some lunch, and then I laid down, took like a little cat nap. Cat nap, Matt. What did you have for lunch? I ordered some of the Milburn Deli. Now let me ask you this: There's a Milburn Deli in Morris area, they right? Did now. Put, they did put a Milburn Deli in Morristown about a year ago. That's right. Because uh, the Milburn Deli is fantastic. It is unbelievable. That's right. So uh, then that was it. That was my day. That's a solid day, man. Yeah, feeling pretty good. I'm pretty excited about tonight. We got Bryce Donovan joining us. I missed the podcast last week, but it was a well-needed day off. Yeah, you went to uh, watch the old baseball, right? I went to the Mets game, which was fantastic. Me and my wife had the day off, so I went to the Mets game. Then we came home and just laid low. We had some sushi, and we watched some TV box, and it was a good time. Uh, I mean, there's nothing like a day... 
nothing like a day baseball game, man. No, you can't beat a Monday afternoon baseball game. I hope you had a sloppy Joe, Mark Order podcast. I did not. I had the Godfather. Sloppy What's Joe from Milburn Deli is really, really good. But oh, if yeah. you want like the best sloppy Joe in this area, like it's um the Union. I believe it's the Union Deli, but it's in South Orange. I believe it's All called right. the Union Deli in South Orange. And it's right on uh on South Orange Ave. And they they they've pretty much been credited with inventing the sloppy joe. Oh, are they now? Yeah. So that's been incredible. It's good. I recommend it if you ever want to Uber Eats it or or this or that. All right. Well, let's uh let's find out what our guest thinks about the sloppy joe. There you go. Mr. Bryce Donovan, fan of the Sloppy Joe. What up, fam? Uh, the sl- I haven't had Sloppy Joe since I was like a small child, but I liked it. At that now, time. let me ask you this: when you when you hear the term Sloppy Joe, do you think like man like ground like manmuch Sloppy Joe, or do you think like I think like hamburger bun with like just meat inside of it? Okay, like, so there's two different versions of the Sloppy Joe. Then okay, I don't know which versions is which. It's like it's almost like a club sandwich, the sloppy joe that I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I've never had that. Yeah. But it's I I recommend it if you if you ever do want to indulge yourself. If I'm ever at Sloppy Joe's Sloppy Joe store, I'll go get some. If you listen, and sloppy joe stores are like Walmarts now, so they're everywhere. <laughs> so welcome uh to the show, Bryce Donovan, create a pro oh, fam. heavyweight champion, create a pro yeah. New York. Uh, obviously doing great things. How are you, my friend? I'm chilling, I'm doing great. Uh, I just got back from a weekend of shows. They were fun. Uh, I don't have anything to do today, so I was just chilling. So it's nice. Nice day off. Yeah, man. We appreciate you uh, jumping on with us. Of course, uh, one third of the uh, – let's see. How do, how do I put this? The like trend, the trendy as F shook crew. Trendy as F. Uh, I've, we've, I've never heard that to describe us before, but I'll take that. Yeah, man. Like I normally I would curse. I don't know why I didn't there. Yeah, I don't are know you allowed to curse on the show? Yeah, oh yeah, we curse all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. You listen to the show? No, no one listens. <laughs> no, we're no fucking. Does, we're does, we're like a fucking train on fire. I don't know. Your co-host movies. is censoring himself. That's that's right. So yeah, he does weird that. shit like that when guests come on. I don't know why he does that. Yeah. Kevin, why do you do? Nervous. That? It's okay. A lot of people get nervous around me. Ah, uh, well, I mean, that's, I've been. Around is it because you your championship material? No, it's because I'm extremely hot. That's a Let's great see. point. That's a great point. <laughs> uh, the Bryce camera is... on Twitter and Instagram. He's joining us live to create a pro champion. Yes. Let's, see without the, let's see you without the shirt on. Let's judge this. I'm no. literally wearing a sweatshirt with no shirt on under it, brother. Like, oh, sexy. You, you already know. Yeah, this is what I do. If you don't know, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> so what's this ride been like, man, Being becoming create a pro champion, and uh, especially at the place where you trained and and, and where you got your, your foot in the door, and, and now you're – now you're the guy. How does that make you feel, man? It's it's dope, man. I feel like I was on a really, or I, I guess still am on a really great run at Creative Pro. Like, Shirt Crew was on a great run. We were a great tag team there, multiple time tag team champs. And then we kind of both uh, decided to try some of our own stuff. And it went great. Like, it started, like, last year we came back from the pandemic. Our first show back in Limbrook, I wrestled JT Dunn. Great match. I won. Followed that up in December, wrestling Barry Bronson. Great match. I won. Followed that up with a uh, triple threat number one contenders match in February against uh, BSK and Anthony Green. Great match. I won with one lung. Uh, and then followed that up with uh, winning the Creative Pro Championship after I came back from injury. So 
Great run. And I wrestled W. Morrissey. Why one lung? He got, he punctured. My lung was punctured and collapsed for that match. God damn, son. Yeah, that's what I said. How, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but yeah. Yeah, when did you realize that you had a major issue there? Uh, well, I realized I had an issue. The Beyond show two days before, I felt like the wind was knocked out of me. It just kind of never came back. And then I, I was like, oh, I'll do the show. The creative program was the main event. There's no more contenders. I felt like I had to do it. So I went, did it. Next morning, went to the emergency room, and they rushed me into in an ambulance for emergency treatment. What is the uh, what is the treatment for a punctured lung? So they rushed me to the hospital. They cut my side open and put a tube in me because the air was leaking out of my lung, which caused it to collapse. Like I couldn't re- re-expand. So they put a tube in that was sucking the air out, uh, which I was awake for, and that was like one of the most painful things that has ever happened. N- not fun. So I got that. And then that wasn't working because it was like, I guess, too, like the hole was too big or it's like that's for more like minor lung puncturing, like, if that's even a thing. But they're like, you need to get surgery. So a few days later, I got surgery, uh, which they put another tube in me. So I had like, like, five, I had like four tubes in me at one point, I think, or three. And then yeah. one of them was like a medical, like a, to administer medicine. So it was like a separate one. And uh, I was in the hospital for about two weeks. In February, yeah, and I'm out. And I'm, I'm back wrestling, baby. I remember keeping up with the, with your social media, and it, it was did not seem like a fun time, man. No, it's not. Like being in the hospital already not fun, but being attached to a machine constantly with things inside of your uh, organs. I don't know if you guys have had ever had anything inside your organs before, but weird. But now my lungs all stitched up. I'm good to go. So yeah, man. So you win the number one contendership. Yeah, yeah. Then you puncture your lung. No, I punctured it before I won the number one contendership. And then you are at a wrestling for like two months, and you th- your first match back is with William Morrissey. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> Apparently, I'm a crazy motherfucker, bro. Like, holy shit, that's that's, a, that's a way to get your sea legs underneath you. Holy moly! Oh yeah, if you watch the match, I come off with a springboard and he boots me right in the lung, right where I right where my punctured lung was. Very scary, but I lived very much like uh oh well if i can get through that i could probably get through the rest of these matches and so i did but yeah scary match come back to you but he's awesome and a cool dude so i'm very happy i got to do that and i didn't have to miss out on wrestling him is there is there hesitation after the injury and then going into a match where you're worried that that yeah i mean i try and like like the, the like a quarterback when he's like out for like three months that he wants to get that first hit out of the way yeah i mean i definitely like uh reevaluate what i was doing to like see different ways i could protect myself more but man you're in a wrestling match there's not that much you can do like so i just do the best i can with what i have and besides that you kind of just got to go for it it's with any other injury yeah man it definitely wasn't fun but fun times ahead including yeah, yeah. The, Sh- the Shook Crew Fun Fair, baby. Yeah, I'm hyped, bro. Uh, July 24th at the Knights of Columbus, 78 Hempstead Ave in Limbrook, New York. Get your tickets at creativeprowrestling.com. How 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 uh, forward are you looking to? How much are you looking forward to to this show? I'm very excited. It's the first time me, Max, and Bobby have wrestled together at Creative Pro in like years. So I'm very excited for it. We got a Fun Fair street fight uh bobby is a madman in these street fights so who knows what he's gonna do uh i'm the creative pro champion max is the best wrestler alive like it's gonna be fireworks guaranteed 
And we're against larger than life who suck. They're all trash. <laughs> I hate them. No, Eric's cool. Uh, despite being uh, a jerk, he's a cool dude. Dante is a great wrestler. Jack is an idiot. And I can't wait to smack him specifically. I'm gonna, Which I'm one is good. Jack? Jack, Jack, Tom- Tom- Jack, Jack Tomlinson. Jack Tomlinson. I'm going to actually uh, message him right now and say I can't wait to smack you. Because I, v- I really can't. The guy, he, he vlogs a whole lot. Oh, yeah. He's big into vlog and TikTok and all that. Uh, who's I mean, the guy with the uh, the goofy Superman tattoo? Oh, that's Eric. Is that Eric, J- Eric James got he got some interesting tattoos. Eric, I mean, uh, you said Matt, they were clowns. Matt, so Matt, I'm on you might side. remember Matt. You yeah. might remember Eric James. He was, I think, right, Bryce. He was Lana's husband in that whole. Bobby he was, which I mean, that's something he'll have over all of us. He was Lana's first husband, and he interrupted Lashley and Lana's wedding. Uh, yeah, so he's, uh, not, maybe not, if I know you're not liking his tattoos, maybe not great tattoos, but he is a very great wrestler. Yeah. Uh, he's just not better than me, Bobby or Max. So we're going to smack him. Right. Well, like I said, you said they were clowns. So I'm on your side. Clown show, bro. Larger than life. <laughs> like this is, well, we might break up the group after this. Well, you, you guys, can't have uh, a fun, you can't have a fun fair without a clown show. Yes, that is true. That, Do you guys true. fuck with Bobby's goat? Or sheep or whatever it is. Wait, fuck Bobby's goat. No, no, no. Do you fuck with it? Do you fuck like steal it from him? You... Oh no, we can't steal Bobby Jr. He would get mad at us. Uh, Bobby Jr. is a sentient being. He has emotions and feelings, and I wouldn't want to put him through any trauma. Well, now I gotta ask: Do you fuck the goat? No, that's okay, even I worse. You that's like worse. You that's like worse than the thing you said. You thought I, I did not ask that? That seemed rude. It's a man. People have tried. People have tried before. The Sandman tried. Uh, that doesn't surprise uh, me. He's a fucking drunk. Yeah. yeah, he's a psycho. So he has tried before. People have tried, but unsuccessfully. We've done a good job of protecting Bobby Jr. Now, so, does, does Bobby Jr. wash the belt for you? Does he wash it? Uh, he no, he's not a very watch the belt. Oh, watch it. Uh, he's like a guard, a guard goat. No, I got a little bag with all my belts in it. I got a. I got Wait, a all your belts. belts. How many belts you got? Yeah, like four or five, bro. I love Cap it. Championship, BBW Tag Team Championship. I got the WSU Spirit Championship over there. I won that from Davey N last year. I'm on day 400 something of my reign. We're uh, decked she... out. Yeah. So, is it a so, pain in the ass to carry all that gold? Uh, carry them everywhere. I don't really carry them everywhere. I got some. Like I got my WSU one over there. I got my Cap one in the car because we went on shows this weekend. I got my VPW one somewhere around here. It's whatever. More gold, the better. That's right. So. Let me ask you this about about the show crew because, like I said, yes. trendy trendy as f uh, trendy something as that f. I've been a fan of since you guys started, mm-hmm. and the idea from a, people a lot smarter than me always say that the idea to form a stable is hoping that somebody breaks out of it and becomes okay. like a breakout guy. Mm-hmm. To me, it's all three of you. Yeah, was that was that your mindset going into show crew? Or was it just hoping just to have fun at the time? Was it just hoping to have fun with your boys? Yeah. I mean, we were just enjoying ourselves. We all got along. We just felt like it worked together. But I think the thing that's unique and fun about show crew is that we all exist, can exist as the team, especially me and Bobby as a tag team. And then also we all have our own individual goals and ambitions and things we want to achieve. So we're our own people and we're in a tag team. We're the best tag team and we're the best singles all around. So I think that's what really separates us from other, like a lot of the top tag teams, especially around the Northeast, like all amazing. But I feel like the thing we have over them in wrestling as a whole is that we can exist independently. 
which is uh, probably something that they think about and maybe we'll do more of in the future. But that's, I, I enjoy being, I enjoy the freedom of being able to do whatever we want. Is it easier? Because you all seem like at least it comes across on, on camera or on social media that you guys truly do like get along. Oh yeah. No, you guys we're all... are like legit, like yes, I'm not going to say the same person. Cause everyone has different, you know, yeah. everyone's we, different, but we go together. Like well, there's natural chemistry. Yeah. We go together. Well, we're all legitimately great friends. Uh, we have fun with each other when we're together. It's a, it's always a good time. And that makes wrestling together easier because we're enjoying, we're enjoying each other. We're doing it. Like we're going to get, we're not going to be pissed at each other or anything like that while we're uh, getting ready to have a match or anything. So it's good. Yeah. I'm very lucky to have both of them. Do you guys ever get on, on each other's nerves? Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just going to happen either way, but nothing like, Oh my God, I'm fucking, I'm sick of these people. Like it's always like, it's always fine. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, we I mean, we have, we've had Max on before. Now we have you. We wanted to have Bobby, too, with you at the same time, but hopefully we'll get him on. Bob, Bobby's a tough road. man. Today's, today's actually his birthday, which is the main reason he couldn't come on. So happy birthday, Bob. There you go. Oh, happy birthday, Bobby, Bobby Orlando. Orlando. He's, out, he's out having fun. He's going to a goat reserve. And I'm not even kidding. He's at a goat reserve playing with a bunch of goats Nice on a big, on a big hike. So good job, Bob. Way to survive another year. Bobby's uh, my fellow uh, a fellow Jets fan like myself. So oh Bobby's. yeah, so is so is Max. Max and Bob both like the Jets. I uh, I don't really watch football, so right. like I yeah. I appreciate like same with like the Mets is like I don't watch these sports, but because like so many people I know are so invested in, it, I'm like oh it'd be cool to see them win something. So because it's just been depressing for my entire life watching them go through this. So I would say that I'm happy when any like of these New York teams wins. Cause I'll probably, even though I don't watch it, I probably know someone that does and that'll make them happy. So yeah. Good, good luck to the jets, I guess. No, no good luck to the jets. No, good luck. Oh, to you the don't, jets. What do you I'm like? I'm a dolphins fan. Um, oh, the, the dolphins. <clears throat> even Florida. No. Oh, you just like the dolphins. I grew up a Dan Marino fan. So, ah, oh, that makes sense. Uh, so you were at top rope pro wrestling yesterday. Yes. Last yeah. night. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You're wrestling outside. It was hot yeah. as shit yesterday. Yes, it was. Is that like, is that canvas has to, because there's no way to keep it cool. We, is that like one of the worst bumps? We had one of the, we had a lucky situation that we were the main event because we were such big stars. Uh, sure. We were main evented the show against Waves and Curls. First time ever match. So luckily the sun was a little more down by the time we got out there. Earlier it was brutal. But by the time we got out there, it was like hot, but like cooler. And uh, lucky for us, we uh, brawled around. Trayvon threw some water on me several times, so that helped cool me off. He did it to attack me, but it worked. Uh, it backfired on him because it cooled me off and refreshed me to continue beating them up. And we had a really like all-time match. I actually just tweeted a clip from it today uh, of me driving my car with Jalen in, in the trunk and throwing him out. Uh, it's a match you had to see to believe, and everyone already missed it. So you had your chance, and you blew it. And now you're gonna have to just wait because we're gonna burn the footage, and no one's ever allowed to see it if they weren't there live. Really, it was that good. It was no, it was honestly. I'm not exaggerating when I say this: the greatest independent wrestling match that has ever happened. Because I'm ever. seeing this car clip, and I'm just, yep. I, I need more. I got to know what else happened here. Well, you should have, you should have gone to the brewery because we are burning the footage. We are hunting down the promoter. 
We're going to his tape library and we are setting the footage on fire because no one who wasn't there should be allowed to see it. It's the moment in time. It exists independently. You're you're I, a lot more intense than I than I thought you were. <laughs> I do, I do <laughs> have a concern here. Um, okay. You're a professional wrestler on yes. the on the East Coast, and I'm sure you use your car quite often. You just mm -hmm. leave it the windows down, doors yep. ajar. I mean, that's kind of dangerous. You can't trust no one, anyone. No one days. will do no one will do shit, bro. They know it's my car. They know it's my one car. Fan, you, man. I was, was the one fan. Hey, that that car like was there the entire ago. match. If anyone went near it, they would have known what would happen. They we were fine. Worst, what's the worst case scenario? Someone takes it, steals it, drives it into me, kills me. I die. I'm tragically. I die tragically at a young age. They steal my car and drive away with it with all my possessions. Take my money. Find my ID in the car. Drive back to my house because my address is on the ID. Come to my house. Kill everyone I know and love. Burn my house down, start hunting down my family and friends one by one with the information they found in my house, and slaughter everyone I know and love. Like that's the worst case scenario. Yes, like, Bryce, not that worried. is the, that is the worst case scenario. You watch a lot of the ID channel too, huh? <laughs> is that a thing? What the, you've never seen the ID channel? What's the ID channel? It's like a it's a, like a murder channel with all the. Oh no, I don't like I don't like thinking about murder. It's you just. You literally just laid mm, out scary, a whole yeah. murder plot. Even, even like thinking about it, I mean, ew. you wrote a book just now. Like you, no, I was saying like the worst case scenario for what would happen. That's like the worst case though. Like it's probably not going to happen. So probably, so Bryce, you've been if if I'm not mistaken, around five six years in in wrestling, something like that. 2020 throws me off because it's uh, messed up my perception of time. But I think like five six years. Okay, so right. how long? How long into your independent wrestling, like? How long were you not just strictly create a pro and went on to other companies? Um, like, well, the thing was, I started like very early from when I started training. Like, I think I debuted like two months after I started training. So I debuted, I was still like, even when I was wrestling on creative pro shows, I was still very new to the point where I still had to like learn and get reps before I did anything. So I think like the first year I did creative pro, second year I branched out a little bit. And then I think like, third year is when we formed shook crew or maybe second year I'm, i don't really remember but that's when we formed shook crew and that's when we started branching out more and more uh and getting uh out there then the pandemic happened shut all the shows down so that kind of killed like 2020 beginning of 2021 on it was like kind of nothing and then 2020 like the middle towards the end is when we started really popping off and getting to where i feel like now we wrestled for like at least almost like maybe like one or two of but almost every major like northeast promotion that we could possibly wrestle for so going pretty great right now we're booked, so we're booked for the, a lot of places outside of like the creative pro umbrella like where's like your favorite place to work uh blitzkrieg pro is a great organization uh beyond wrestling obviously and uh which probably my number one just because of the consistency of it is wrestling open every thursday right Every Thursday on IWTV is wrestling open. And just the fact that it's so consistent makes it one of my favorite places. The crowds there is great. We have some great matches there. I've had some great moments there already. And it's such an, even though it's such a new promotion that started earlier this year. So those would be three of my favorites. But there's a lot of places I love wrestling for. Limitless, we just started wrestling for this year. And that's an awesome spot. Like, And there's a lot of history there. Uh, that's really great. So I'm excited to do all those places, like even some new places that we haven't done yet. Do you prefer wrestling as a singles or in a tag team? I'm fine with both. Like a lot of people prefer like one or the other. I'm more like whatever we have that day. Like 
I'm confident in we making it work. Bobby actually uh, prefers wrestling singles, uh, but I'm and I think Max also. I think both of them would prefer wrestling singles in general. But I think I'm more of like a flex kind of like whatever situation I'm in, I kind of mold around it. So yeah, I mean, I see the benefits of both. I would really be happy wrestling tag team or wrestling singles. I'm confident in my ability to do both. What's the um, question? Oh, oh sorry. Okay. No, no, go ahead, so you worked Black Label Pro, uh, right? Recently, here did yeah. we? Uh, Blitzkrieg. I'm sorry. Oh, Blitzkrieg Pro. Blitzkrieg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, yeah. My, my penmanship is terrible. I was just, I just was my. I was like, we did. I. Uh, you <laughs> recently wrestled Blitzkrieg, and you had a dog yeah. collar match. I did with the long hair. Is that a? Are you like? Concerned that your hair is going to get can, all tangled up. You can see the, the uh, I would think any of. clip or footage from that match for the first time ever. Usually, I'll come out with my hair down and then I'll tie it up uh, before the match. This time, I came out, I had it tied up, and then I double, like it was like ponytail into a knot, so that it was still up. It was like all the way up and it did not interfere with the dog collar. So thought ahead on that one, and it worked out great. And then the the chain on the dog collar broke anyway. So no, oh. I was. Just, Oh yeah! Oh, it's it snapped completely. That's a bummer. Snapped. Yeah, it was like we were like 15 minutes in at that point, so there was a lot of dog collaring going on. Yeah, you went like 23 minutes that match, right? It was a long. It was a long match. I wish it was shorter, but it was long. <laughs> Would you ever be open to a title versus hair match? Yes. Is it my title and someone else's hair? Or is it someone else's hair and my title? Either way, yes. What about your hair or, and someone else's title? Yeah, I'd be fine because I'd probably win. No fear of losing the hair? No, I would win. Like, well, who would beat who would beat me? I don't know. That's yeah, exactly. Question. Like, there's like if especially if my hair is on the line. First of all, if there's even close to a three count, the fans are rioting and storming the ring. Like, no one's letting me get my hair cut. It's everyone's favorite part about me. It means really? it means not, more. Not yeah, the wrestling. It's the hair. No, it's the hair. Hundred percent. I would love to say it's the wrestling or like my personality or anything that defines me as a human being on the inside but no it's purely my exterior <laughs> i mean i'm looking at your twitter at bryce d shook yeah yeah he's got oh. great hair the hair oh, looks good yeah. but he's got a good body too he looks great he looks like oh wrestler. yeah you know he looks like a star like he like i, I mean, am a star he, no, like, yeah, yeah duh i mean you know what I i'm mean. i'm pretty confident like if you go to an indie show and you were to ask uh you just bring someone and say point point out who's a star Who's going to be a huge star here? They point to me. That's to VSK. Right. VSK too, but you know. VSK's got that 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 weird uh I guess like the mullet is back in style. Like Yeah, like I actually like the longer hair more than his old hair. His old hair was like shorter with it. I like the one now with like the kind of long. Yeah. He's got a it's great got like beard. A, it's got like the tail gimmick and uh the shaved on the sides sort of Yeah, stuff. he's got a great beard. He always has banger matches. If someone punches yeah. him in the face really hard, he smiles at them. It's great. Great, yo! You met, you nailed it with a great beard, by the way. Oh yeah, great beard, thick. Yeah, thick yes. I like thick. the uh, I like the dead inside T-shirt. Oh yes, that's how I felt that day. It didn't work. That's you me. lost, man. That's hey, that's that's me, man. I won in the end. Who's so, the uh, oh. who's the next uh, person to get a shot at that uh, Creative Pro Championship you're holding? Hey, man. Uh, We'll find out. I I want one thing I really want to do is defend it at other places besides Creative Pro. I just defended, uh, made my first defense against Ricky Smokes, who's a great wrestler from New England. Who he's like someone who can definitely break out. He's got like every tool you need to be a 
huge successful wrestler. So defended against him. Uh, I would love to defend it at like Blitzkrieg or Wrestling Open or Beyond or all these different places and just take on people from like, obviously the people from Creative Pro will get their shot at Creative Pro shows, but I would love to branch out and defend against people from outside because I think that's how you build prestige for a title. And that's what yeah, I want. And I feel like that's kind of like a, a thing that I, I could be way off on this, but that's relatively new, but it happens where like one independent promotions championship, it's okay to defend at another yeah, like Alec promotion. Alec Price defends the Bone Star Championship and the Limitless Championship at Open. Like BSK, when he was Cap Champion, he defended at Blitzkrieg. He defended at Wrestle Pro. So those are things I want to do. I want to defend it as much as possible. Any match I have, I want to defend it. If here we go, you're gonna Kevin's gonna go see what side Uh-oh. of the fence Kevin falls on. This Matt Cardona recovers right. He needs to build Uh-oh. up his because he's got a fucking ego. Mm-hmm. Right, he's gonna get all his gold back. He comes after you. He wants that cap championship. You put him down. It. He so he had a shot at the cap championship, and Eric kind of uh, screwed him out of it twice. Yeah, he had the match one and got screwed over it. If he wants a shot, I'll obviously give Matt Cardona a shot. Uh, but. We'll see. He needs to recover first. He's the he was the belt. Oh, he was the belt collector. I guess he had to unfortunately relinquish some of his belts, which is sad. He was the NWA World's Champion, but yeah. I'm sure when he comes back from injury, he's going to be out to collect belts again. So I'm all about it. If he wants that, he can come try. Yes. Uh, I'll probably I don't know, I'll I'll figure out a way. I know a lot of his friends. I can figure out his weaknesses. Uh, Brian will smile. Brian will give me the four one one on him. You think so? You think Brian would turn his back on his like best friend? Yeah, Brian loves me more than Matt Cardona. Wow. Yeah. Kevin, thoughts on that statement? All right, so my internet went out for a few seconds, so I didn't hear all of it. <laughs> what are you and this is like the only question that I possibly cared about. No offense. Uh, Kevin, if, if Brian Myers was holding me and Matt Cardona over a cliff and he can only pick up one, who does he pick up? Who do I pick up or who does Brian no, who Myers does, pick who up? Who does Brian Myers pick up? I think he picks up you. Yeah, he picks up me. Yeah, I think he's had That's enough of, of, of Broski, I think. Yeah, like he's, he's sick of him. Yeah, they've had their run. They're, he's sick of him, bro. Yeah. He's sick of him. It's funny that you because I was literally just down with them. I went to the to the Baltimore uh major show. So I was down there uh for that this weekend. So it was it's always great to see to see Brian and Broski. Let me mm-hmm. ask you this though, being a tra- a trainee under Brian and Pat Buck as well, mm-hmm. um what's like the best piece of like advice that like either one has given you and the one that like you literally stick with all the time i'm trying to think brian's given like a lot of um brian's getting a lot of like in-match stuff pat has given a lot of like oh we, we call them mom and dad which is really the like the so kind of vibe sense. at cap where brian's mom uh pat's dad uh pat's like the hard-nosed one uh brian's more laid back but like like you'd have to do something really dumb to piss Brian off a lot. But like, I think the dynamic works with the two of them where they both give different perspectives or sometimes like they can be similar, but they do disagree on things. So they each give you a perspective and ex- they explain why that is their idea of it, why they prefer that method. So in terms of like specific examples, I'm not sure. I gotta yeah. think of like in like, one thing from either of them but they are both two like great trainers and i'm super lucky to have had them but yeah, man, i'd have to think about that i'm not sure no you know what that was that was a tough question to, to put you on the spot with but the spot. i mean all right i'll write some out 
it's it's afforded you some some decent opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you've worked, you know, AEW. You've done yep. some cool stuff. So, I mean, th- there's something to be said for when you know Pad and Brian and even not, uh, I'm sure he's not integral in that part, but like Kevin, um, mm-hmm. uh, help you out with with this kind of stuff. What does that What does that kind of mean for you when you get those opportunities? It's awesome. Like uh, debuting on Dynamite uh, was crazy. Like one debuting for a major company like that two wrestling on television three being against MJF. It was like, also, I think it was like MJF had like seven singles matches last year. And I was one of them. Like, that's crazy. Uh, even though it was 30 seconds, like whatever, like still crazy that that happened. Uh, yeah. I went back on dark uh, a few weeks ago at this time. It was a minute long. So it doubled in time. Maybe next time will be two minutes, then four minutes. Then I keep going up until I get to two hours and I'm tired and I don't want to wrestle anymore. So you'll just be the whole show. My, I have to double my match time every time, apparently. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's a slippery slope, but a uh, slope that I'm happy to be on. Let me ask you the if yeah. if if that it ever came to fruition, the ship mm-hmm. crew against Club Cam. <laughs> What three members of Club Cam do you guys want to wrestle? Um, myself, Bobby Orlando, and Aaron Rourke. So you're going to wrestle yourself? Yes. We would play both sides, so we always come out on top. Brilliant. Who's Max? Then Max has to, is Max going to Max fight is on you? your crew, and Aaron Rourke is on Club Cam. Do they fight so each other? So one of them's going to lose. What? Oh, damn. One of them's going to yeah. take the L? One of them's going to lose, but me and Bobby win either way because we're on both sides. What if you couldn't be on both sides? You had to wrestle three people from Club uh, Christian Casanova, Rich Holiday, and Aaron Rourke. Does Rich Holiday really love coffee as much as he makes it out to, to be? Um, I I feel like now that I think about it, I've never actually seen him drink coffee. Oh, no. I knew it was a farce. Once he I've, turned his back on Hammerstone and went with Alicia Toot, I knew it was all a farce. I've never seen him actually. I've seen him talk about coffee. I've seen him mention coffee. I've seen him hold coffee. I've never actually seen the coffee <laughs> go from the cup into his mouth. What is, that, uh, what is that background behind you? Oh, it's my uh, TV. It's all my great accomplishments, all my great deeds. No, no, on the here. TV. Oh, that's the Roku, uh, the Roku City. You never had a Roku? No, I don't have a Roku. It's great. It goes to like a city. It's all like, it's like art, but it's all like, famous tv and movie places oh that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool there's like the daily planet back there the avengers place the uh back to the future thing the black pearl alcatraz it's got a bunch of them back there it's actually cool to look at very chill it's kind of like lo-fi hip-hop beats to relax and study to it's like a nice background to have on all right so that's pretty dope so getting getting to know people uh, our guests the way that we do we like to try to dive into their their hobbies and, and their mm-hmm. their stuff that they do away from wrestling. I know that you are a very recent collector of wrestling figures. I am. Thanks to the major wrestling figure podcast. So what have you assembled so far and what is your area of focus? So television superstar, uh, Mark Sterling actually sent me today. That's, I saw that. <laughs> Hot off the presses. Famous TV superstar. He's, he, so this is Mark signs uh, all his envelopes. Oh, what the Tele- fuck, man? Chase figures. God damn it. Yep. I'm a huge star, bro. And I have television superstar friends that send me free things. That's right. So that's just so funny that was, that that's the way he signs his. 
Yes. <laughs> Television superstar Mark Sterling. Yeah. So he actually sent me this. The reason I want this is because I have a big uh, New Japan collection. Actually, right over here. I'm, I'll flip the camera around. We could take a look yeah, at it. Let's see this New Japan. Let's talk about this. Yeah, we that's go. a big New Japan guy. For yeah. Fight so Club. here is my New Japan collection. Yeah. Uh, all the Super 7s. Yep. We got Kushida. I see, uh, see Vader. Yeah. We got Kushida in there. We got AJ. We got uh, Jushin Liger, the Storm Collectibles. I have uh, Vader. That's actually like his New Japan look. He's the first, yeah. uh, first non-Japanese person to win the IWGP Championship. Right. So that was one I really wanted, and it was it was like that was like his look at the time. So, so that was so one you, I really so wanted. So do you go out and try to hunt, or do you just order? I primarily well the the group that we've added like really changed up like how I did like they added me to the group and that's mostly where I look. I'll do yeah. some like tournaments depending on who I'm with. Like we'll go look for some, but usually like you'll you won't find a better deal than you find in the major group. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in it. It's uh it's awesome. Um yeah. so yeah, you're right. You're hundred percent right. So like that Thursday night, like Ooh, yeah, there. that's a nice one. I got these I got these little guys today. Yeah, I, I don't have any uh I only have one micro brawler. I have the Okada one that my friend got me. Ooh. Yeah, I have evil uh hiding in the back of mine. Yeah, he's I, way I, back. I gotta there. hide evil too. I can't stand I'm evil. still mad at him. So he gets he gets in the back corner while everyone else gets featured. Oh man, so we, we don't really do this with, with guests, but like did you watch Forbidden Door? Did you watch it? I did. I actually just finished it because I was obviously at shows uh Sunday night, so I was driving back from Rhode Island. But I watched a little bit last night. Finished it up this morning. I thought it was a fun show. I really liked it. You got you got to get yourself some of these junk junk shop too. Oh yeah, those old. I don't. I don't really branch. I haven't really branched out yet. I mean, well, I, you got to get your like Matt said earlier, your sea legs under. You. Yeah, I'm running out of space, but I have a lot of figures. You like, and me both, buddy. I have like this. I have a, a Ric Flair shelf with Flair and like it's like two Flares and like a bunch of his opponents throughout his career. Like, like Evolution Horseman's got like Sting and uh ricky steamboat and stuff on it i got some ultimates over there so yeah i'm kind of decked down stuff i probably need like a new shelf so i can really branch i got a bunch of cm punk figures which those are hard to get at first because everyone was like spending a lot on them but again i'm a big tv superstar people send me free things that's right nice could you i could use some help with those chase figures oh yeah well i was like what so i never actually had to get a chase uh yet so when i was like i saw this one i was like okay i have to get this new japan mox figure because like I was I thought his first New Japan run was great. He had a great match with Ishii, with Suzuki, with Lance Archer. So I was like, yeah, I really want this like specific mocks with like the shorts and the jacket and everything. Yeah. But it was a chase. I was like, ah, oh, how hard a chase to get? Like it's gonna be a hassle. And then it turns out, no, it's not a hassle. I'll just have one of my big star TV star friends send one to me, which <laughs> I was very, very thankful for. Cause I was about to like I actually almost bought one this weekend. Like I was like, a guy put one up. I thought about it. I was like, eh, it's a little too much for me. Maybe like if the price drops at some point and what a bullet dodged, man. All right. Bullet. So Kevin, I'd asked you forbidden door thoughts. It was, I really liked the show. I thought it was awesome. Despite like all the injuries that happened going into it. I thought they did a great job of like still pulling out a cool card. I thought like, like l losing punk and Danielson is like a crazy one, two brutal punch to any show. Yeah, especially yeah. when they're so featured, and then like all the offshoot ones, like Ishii goes out right before. Yeah, Hiromu, like, whoever, out, like a bunch of people going out. I think Cole got hurt like during his match, yeah. or, like he was already hurt, and then got hurt again, which is like just such bad luck. But I think they still put together a really great show. I would love if it became like a, a yearly thing. 
a yearly event because then uh, i mean also that chicago crowd is just so hot that they like yeah I elevate like, any match and okada said something about you know the forbidden door is closed until it's open again yeah so i'll see you next time chicago yeah or something like and that. i would i would love if i would love if okada wrestled singles next time i would love yeah. to see punk wrestle tanahashi or punk wrestle anyone yes like yeah there's a lot of cool matchups you can have and do it as a yearly thing like companies working together in my opinion is always a great thing because um i feel like fans get too invested in like the business side of it where they're like oh but like what about like this and this and the ratings i'm like why do you why do you fucking why do you care? give a shit like, like I, I'm always like, why? Do you, I get like the Monday Night Wars happen, so everyone like has just constantly in that mindset of like ratings, ratings, ratings. But I'm like, yeah, that was like, like yeah, but they the, don't care about ratings. Like a lot of the people who who talk about that weren't fucking alive for it. Yeah, it's just like a thing they think they have to care about, and I'm like, you can just enjoy it and have time. fun. Like, yeah, it's your- it's weird. I'm still curious about numbers, but I don't live and die yeah, by it. It's it's interesting. It's like, oh, it's cool. Oh, this did like this did a great rating, or this did a bad rating, or oh, look at this buy rate. Like the AW buyers, they've gone up every year. Punk's uh return to wrestling did like two hundred thousand for them. That's like what a jump from like their other shows. But like to get like angry about it or like start yelling at people about it, or be like if like you're like if someone if you're excited, this is what I heard about Forbidden Door a lot, like Someone's like, oh, I think it's awesome, but like, oh, the casual fans—they're not going to care. Like, why are they doing it? the casual? And I was like, well, if you like it, like, why do you even? Yeah. Why are you concerned about the casual fans? Like, just enjoy, enjoy it. Like, you're watching the show. You're not running the company, right? And the like, people who run the company worry about that. And I feel like, like Conrad Thompson, who's like ruined everyone else for podcasting, <laughs> is uh, had made a great point where like you don't necessarily need the casual fan if you have the people that'll return every time and spend the money. Yeah. Casual I mean, fans not spending the money. The, look, the, they, they sold out the United center. Like yeah. as soon as they announced the show, they sold the place out. Like the rate, the buy rate for the show, who knows? Maybe it's not as good. They didn't have punk. They didn't have Danielson. Like, but whatever, as long as the company year after year is growing, which I'm pretty sure AEW has, if you look at the buy rates, like year over year, it's been growing. Like whatever, man, I'm not getting like, it's not my money. <laughs> it's not right. I don't give a shit about the fire. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see fucking Desperado and Shane Strickland one on one, dude. Right? Like, yeah. I was, ha- I was happy they was... added. I was happy they added Despy to the show. I love Desperado. Oh, I think he's he my fuck. Awesome. I yeah. I do a New Japan podcast. Oh yeah. I was. I was bothered by the fact that he didn't win the best of the Super uh, a lot. Like, uh, you're you're not alone. Then Haro lost to Ishimori. Just let Despy win the best of the Super Juniors and let him lose, and then you could bring Kushida back, and then everybody's happy. Yeah, I know. I, I was on the Reddit thread after uh, after that, like looking at people's reaction. People were not happy with Hiromu, but hey, and man, look, I, Hiromu I, I get and it. Ishimori had a banger. Uh, that was great. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I would love to see Despy get some more shine. Uh, maybe someday it'll, it'll happen. Hopefully. But I'm happy that he got on the show, and I hope that uh, there's a lot of cool matches he could have with AEW people if they do more crossovers. So, yeah, that tag match was one of my favorites. They they had such great chemistry the four of them. Yeah, for a pre-show match too, like fun, right? And it's funny, Hiroki Goto's wrestling Tanahashi two weeks ago to find out who's (laughs) going to wrestle in the main event, and then he's on the fucking pre-show. Yeah, it's it's crazy. They're the both companies are stacked. 
they really yeah. are. And it was nice to uh, see because in Japan they're not allowed to cheer. Like they yes. can't. Scream. Oh yeah. So they were uh, like every one of those guys got a huge pop. They must have loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It's fun to have the loud crowd reactions to some of New Japan guys because like. It, it, the usual Japanese crowd, and then on top of like the COVID restrictions where they can't vocally cheer, is like I, I understand it, but it is it's a better experience when it's loud. It yeah. just is. and I feel like Okada like completely embraced it and went like nuts on his on his entrance when he got that reaction. He's he's the man, bro. I love Okada. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. On the line with Bryce Donovan. Bryce Donovan, you can see him create a pro wrestling. Uh, the Shook Crew Fun Fair, July twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. That's this year, of course. Uh, Four p.m. doors, five p.m. bell time. Knights of Columbus, seventy eight Hempstead Avenue, Limbrook, New York. Bryce, anything else you got coming up that you want to let people know about? Uh, this Thursday, Summer Stunner Wrestling Open live on IWTV. I'm in the main event against Ray Jazz. I'm gonna win. Uh, <laughs> we got the Shook Crew Fun Fair two coming up in July. Uh, I'm main eventing that. I'm gonna win. That's right. Uh, Man, Cap TV, if anyone wants to watch that, is coming out. I think it's out now. Aaron Rourke and Dr. Cool have a banger for the Cap TV Championship. I'd recommend that. I wrestled yeah, Ricky yeah. Smokes on that on Cap TV. We're busting those out every week. Those are fun. Uh yeah. Just follow me on social media. Any any I appreciate everyone that follows me, like for real. Cause it's just like so it is so invaluable to have that like a following and people liking your stuff and spreading it as much as possible. Cause that's half of like indie wrestling is just getting that attention. So I really appreciate everyone who does that. So thank you guys. Well, we appreciate you for joining us here tonight. Not going to take up too much, uh, too much of your time or actually uh, we could actually end it right now. So this was oh, all- great. This, this was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Matt, unless you have anything that you want to ask uh, Bryce. Uh, no, I think, I think I covered it all. You did. He's we clocked. were all we were we hit it all, baby. He's clocked out. Good job, everybody. Successful show. Out. We haven't even begun yet. Yeah, like yeah. we literally like I could uh, talk look, to you, you more. Want, you right? want to talk about figures? I can talk about figures all day. <laughs> New Japan. We could go all the way down the New Dude. Japan rabbit hole. Dude, I yeah, fucking well, hated. The, I hated the four way. Oh, uh, that was uh, the ending was sad. I I hate New Japan never does four way matches. They tried the yeah. triple threat a couple years ago with Cody and Ibushi and Kenny, and it was like, eh, it should have just, just been a fucking. It's bag a different game. style, man. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I didn't feel like Jay White showed up. Like Okada was there, but it was kind of like uh, I feel like Adam Page stole that match. Like he looked amazing. I, Page is a great wrestler, so he's awesome. But yeah, like I hope this is a thing that leads to like more forbidden doors and more crossover matches because i feel like if these guys get more reps with each other get more comfortable with each other and comfortable in these different areas they can there can be some really great matches that come out of it hell yeah i'm i can't i i hope and pray that ftr makes it to japan i hope they don't drop the photos at the ring of honor show they will they'll be there because i want like fucking ftr against haroki goto and yoshihashi give them the good brothers give them Put the gorillas back together because they fucked the Tamatanga run up already. <laughs> Wait, there's a Ring of Honor show? Yeah, yeah. July twenty third. It's back. Interesting. I didn't know yeah, that. they announced it last that. night during the show. But yeah. Uh well, yeah, thank you guys. No problem, Bryce. Bryce Take care. I'll see you. Awesome. I'm sure this I'll see you around the campus. I had a lot of fun. All right. I'm gonna leave the studio. Thank you guys. Take thank care. you, man. Enjoy your night. Good luck, champ. Peace. Out. Peace. See ya. Bryce Donovan. 
Tony's gonna just pop in in like two seconds. He's not even listening. He's 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 out all night. Follow the Bryce Donovan at Bryce D Shook on Twitter and Instagram. Give him a follow. You can talk New Japan wrestling and figures and uh, car spots with him. Yeah, he's um he's a guy that I've I've gotten to not I don't really know, but you know handshakes see at uh, at shows and and uh, all accounts. Nice guy. We just saw it right here live in in Living Color. I want to have some. You know, maybe every month or every other month, have a, a cap guy or a Russell Pro guy on, and I figured why not start with Shook Crew and Bryce Donovan. Hopefully, Bobby Orlando will join us at some point soon as well. Well, hopefully, Tony will join us at some point soon as well. I hope not. Well, I have look. We got. I got to know what the committee's plans are with this Christian Rocco kid. Mm. That's July 11th. I don't know. I don't know what the committee has to say. And shit stain never doesn't return any text messages. Yeah. Like yesterday, Kevin, you were all fired up yesterday. It was very enjoyable. But then I was like, oh, when what what are the odds that we can go back to Studio A? Nothing. Crickets, death. Yeah. No response. <sighs> Just respond. <laughs> Not fucking hard. Do your fucking thumbs. Type, 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 type. Yeah, if you don't know, just say, I don't know. Right. Don't fucking go dark on me. Then I said, oh, you guys see this this fucking picture of Ric Flair on his Instagram with fucking Fifi? Bro, he's got a black eye. He's got cuts all over his face. What the fuck is going on with Ric Flair? I did not see this. So I can't comment on it. I didn't see it, but. I'm going to find I'm it guessing, right now. I'm going to open up. Let's hope my computer doesn't fucking crash. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it has to be because he's on like some sort of blood thinner. And every time he hits something, it creates a bruise. Well, what's he hitting with his face? Uh, maybe his, maybe like a headlock or maybe like, maybe it just pops some, bl- some blood vessels. Brother. Brother. Well, I'm going to pull this up. They're like they're they're going all out for his last match. They they got all sorts of impact matches going on. Have they announced who he's wrestling? No, they haven't announced who he's wrestling yet. All right, let's see if I can see. I know Conrad. It's a Conrad vehicle, right? David Crockett, if you will. All right, let's see. Hey, Tony! This fucking guy. What's up, you fucking mook? Look at you eating fucking. What do you eat? Some potato chips there? You couldn't. You couldn't do this in the half hour we were doing an interview. Can I tell you how much I love Matt? I want to tell everybody how much I love Matt. I want to tell everybody how much I love Shining Wizards Matt. The guy who books us 45 guests each week tells us so-and-so's at 715, 745, 905, 1045, and then he goes, by the way, when are we going back to studio? Thanks, bud. I I get what you're saying about the first part, but it doesn't make sense with your argument. Dude. So we're going to come to the studio. We're just going to talk to guests and be like, all right, see you later. Hmm. What do you mean? Yeah, we so... got together last year at like for one week. And then it was like, yeah, all right. We're going back to zoom. All right. We're going, we're, we're trying Streamyard. All right. Look at this Ric Flair picture. What's wrong with him, it. bro? He's, that's, he's that's fucking Fifi? dead, dude. He's weekend at Bernie's four. Yes. Yeah, I thought he broke up with Fifi. Yeah, that's no, not he's Fifi. back with her again. What? Yeah, why is he all like bruised? Maybe he's got elder abuse. Maybe she beats the shit out of him. 
I'm thinking it's, it's what I said before, before you joined, Tony. I think he, he must be on like blood thinners or something. And any little thing just makes him. He's old. Not only is his skin droopy, but it's probably also becoming translucent. You've seen that with old people. You could practically see the fucking blood I'm, coursing through their veins and their arteries when they get to I'm, Tony, I'm translucent and I'm 39. <laughs> you just, you a, just You're just pale, dude. That's all. Translucent. Tony, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, what's up, boys? Not much. How are you? Shitty. I'm fucking shitty. Why? What's wrong, buddy? Why? What's wrong? You want to jerk me off a little bit? Make me feel better? I mean, if it'll make you feel better, I'll try anything. I don't understand. Like, all of a sudden, everything's on me. Like, you know, the committee hasn't talked about anything. And, you know, somebody doesn't respond to text. And and the committee or the liaison to the committee or whatever fucking bullshit fucking $6 plaque they got you at Staples that says your title never got back to me. The committee will have the decision as to Christian Rocco's first challenger on next week's show. That's all you need to know. I thought the challenger was happening. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. You're good. Yeah. (laughs) And you need more? The committee will tell me more when they're ready. Well, I would like to know. The fans want to know. The fans and everyone will know when the committee's ready to release that information. What What else has the committee been up to? Trying to decide who's next. Uh, they were very impressed, by the way, last week. They were very happy with uh, with the way the match went off. Uh, they were sad to see such a great champion as uh, Kevin Rogue uh, losing the championship, but they're also very optimistic as to uh, their new champion, Christian Rocco. So aces all around from the committee. They think everything went well last week. Uh, Kevin, you seem like you have this weird, like... Um... Wait, Kevin, wait, like... wait, wait, wait. Time out. Kevin's sitting back... The leg is up. Is this chill Kevin tonight? Like, this is wild. We gave, did you hear all the nicknames I gave Matt today? No. So we have, obviously, Millionaire Matt exists. Yep. And then afternoon, we have Catnap Matt. Yep. And then at nighttime, we have Party Time Matt. Oh, yeah. And then we have Poopy Party Matt, which is encompasses all of them, which means you can poop his pants at any point. By the way, my clock almost reset yesterday when I was doing DDP yoga. Well, I'm glad it didn't. It um, didn't. I had a wait, fucking. What? I had what a. Is, fucking... What does your clock have to do with anything? Well, my biological clock is always ticking, Kev. Wait, his his shit pants clock, Kevin. Correct, oh, ding. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I thought I didn't get that reference at all. You're better than Don't that, worry. Tony. Matt did. No, Matt got it. I got it. So anyway, yeah. it. Uh, I I complimented Kevin before. Um, because I thought he did. You guys did a great job last week. Um, oh, Tony, thank you. Let's see you too. Great show. Really enjoyable. Fun. Listen, Kevin seems like Kev. You seem like you have some animosity towards Kevin Rogue. Me? Yes. Yeah. Kevin was being a little bitchy last week. Oh, listen. Yeah, I just don't think he's. I think he was a. He's a, listen. Great guy. Paper champion, I think, was used. We're gonna, yes. There's a button there. There's a butt. <sighs> Great guy, butt. What do you mean? Not, be- not better than me. Cookie. My wife not cookie not better than me. That's all. He beat you. Nah, but he's not better than me. But he beat you, so that means but he's, he's better not than better than me. Great guy. I am a fan. Not better than me. He held the title longer than you did. That's not true. Yeah, I think it might be. 
Honestly, we, we also defend. We also used to do this every week. Yeah, for for a stretch oh. we did. Oh my God, Tony! What? Cold man. What kind of cookies? Chocolate chip, brother. Uh, Mike Spear Jr. over here. He says, "I've yet to see Christian gloat about being the champion on Twitter. Maybe a true champion only speaks when he defends." Humble, humble, humble man that Christian Rocco. And Very Christian humble. Rocco, honestly, since you listen to the show, he's not going to lose ever. I think he's expecting the belt so he can actually wear it at the uh, shows of the Monster Factory. He's not going to wear it. He said he wouldn't wear it. No, I think I'll he wear would. It. I, I think he would. He uh, Mike Jr., former guest of the show, his comic is out. Oh, for real? Yeah, you can get it on his Etsy. Let me pull up the uh, the link right here so I can give a proper plug to my man here. Uh, uh, if you go to Mike's uh, Twitter, at Mike Spear Jr., the pinned tweet has a link to his Etsy. You get print copies of the comic book. $2.99 for the CWL, Championship Wrestling League comic book. So check it out. I'm going to order a bunch of these and then put them in the boxes of wizardry. Oh, wait. We don't do boxes of wizardry anymore, you hand job. I have the ones from July I have to send out hand job. Oh, I thought, I thought you sent them all out already. No, what are you, out of your mind? I can't, I can't fucking do anything with my life right now. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. You need a handy? Yeah. Come on over. You're, you're off. Studio. Yeah, I'm offering. I'll help Donk, you. Donk, how you been otherwise? You said you were shitty. What's wrong, man? I'm just fucking tired. Honestly, like, I wanted to watch wrestling, but I kind of didn't, like, this week. I watched a little NWA uh, yesterday, maybe. Was it yesterday or this morning? I think this morning when I was taking my constitutional, I was watching a little NWA. Was that but like other a than dump? that, it was kind of like, eh, yeah, it's a dump. Yes. Okay, why don't you just say dump? Constitutional's funny. It makes it seem yeah. like I don't plan for it, but it's like a like like a nice break in my day, you know. Right. Like what, like when you say I got to take a shit, you got to take a shit. But when you say you're taking a constitutional, it's kind of like a mini vacation. But what's the reference? Um, Dogma. Oh, uh, okay, that's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, actually, pretty good. One of Kevin Smith's better movies, I think. Right. Although the Golgothan was a little silly, but you know, that's you know, the shit demon. Oh yes, yes, yes. 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 Very, very familiar. So you didn't watch a lot of wrestling. Did you watch any Forbidden Door, T Donk? Uh, no, I did not. Are, do you know how you fared? No, I have no idea. So, do we want that's to talk about? Oh, I didn't even open this shit up because I wanted to. The Forbidden Door! Let's die for the shining Tony, Tony, Tony. I could have done that bad. You did. First of all, no one did bad. But you, you, you picked with your heart, son. Just one match. I wanted to take a chance. Listen, when you're in the lead as long as I am, sometimes you get to play around a little bit. All Especially right, because right. I know that some shithead over here fucking picked uh, dump truck Tony Storm. So I figured I at least had one I could play with. <laughs> yeah. How, how did Okada work out? For, or how did uh, Tanahasha work out for you? That's what we're talking about, dude. That's why I took a chance. That's what it's called. It's it's playing, playing you know. So, Matt, I did, not, I did not watch the buy-in. So I don't know how I did there, but I know how I did everywhere else. Uh, the buy-in, Kevin, 
you went, let's see. I picked Goto and Yoshihashi. You went three and oh. Oh, beautiful. Look at that. Uh, Lance Archer, um, Nick Camarado match was, I don't know when they announced that. I guess we missed it or picks were already in. That that happened? What's up? Lance Archer had a match? Yeah, he he wrestled Nick Camarado on the um, solo of Gogo Camarado. Look at this, Kate the Great. The Japanese yeah. wrestling expert didn't watch Forbidden Door. Oh, you didn't watch it? No, oh, wait, I'm the, the Japanese. Ja- oh, <laughs> finally, I'm getting my my due. You're getting your doo doo because you stink. Oh my god! Uh, well, you know what, Tony? I don't stink. You, you want to know? Let why? me guess. Me and Kevin, we both went ten and two. That's right. And, and what old shiny head went nine and three. Wait, what? What match did I lose that, that you guys didn't lose? Uh, you took Tanahashi. I, all right, I know that, but aside from that one, that's you, the only one that you took that we up. didn't take. Oh, because you took Tony Storm and I took Thunder Rosa. You took Bullet Club over Team Dobby. Yeah, gives a that's shit. Right. That's right. The dudes with attitudes won. Fuck them, fucking Sting. Hope he fucking breaks his ass next time he jumps off of something. Wow, really? Seventy year old retard. Sorry, no R word. Seventy year old stupid ass. Why are you so angry? You're you're such a weird dude. 55 people were hurt going into this show, and this cocksucker jumps off a fucking balcony to land on people. Fuck him. Well, Tony, when you obviously you didn't watch the show, so I guess I'll direct my question to Matt here. When you when you first saw that silhouette of Sting on the on the catwalk, did you think that they were gonna actually have him do a nitro sting entrance? So I uh, was on a time crunch today, so I skipped most of the intros, and I actually did actually get to see this, and I was like, there's no fucking way he's coming there, down from the rafters. Especially, Matt, and let me ask you this. Did, did this thought come into your mind? Because AEW is now, it, this, it came into mind, so maybe I'm a weirdo, but because AEW is now working with Owen Hart's family, do you think there was any possibility they would have him descend from the roof? Why sure. does that go to Matt? I think 100% they would because they're fucking idiots. Well, that's why it went to Matt. Because that was a... That was a Do you think I Matt was, was going to be okay with it? Like, did you really think he was going to have any other answer? No, Do you not would, know have, you have a more intelligent answer than that. What was? What did he say that was any different than my answer? I didn't get to hear him because you were. He said his answer. I said mine. I, I'm just assuming it was. I don't like this. Mellow Kevin's hearing is going tonight too. Holy you God. know what? There's something going on here. I'm having a lot of technical issues, but, um, but Matt. So repeat what you said, even though I don't really think you had a chance to say much. Didn't you say? 100%? I think they would 100 percent have. Yeah, you did say 100. percent There you go. Really? It's 2022. They're not going to let it happen again. Well, well, they didn't let it happen the first time. Yeah, I mean, Kevin makes a good point there. <laughs> right, but look, they're throwing Jericho off a cage, and he's landing on crash pads, and people are fucking freaking out. So, of course, they're going to take safety precautions if they did it. That's a little different story than off a stage onto crash pads and the catwalk to the floor. <laughs> Jesus Sorry. Christ, Tony. Wow, Kevin gets so annoyed with you. Fuck him. Let him get annoyed. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. <sighs> oh, I went 10 and 2. Who gives a fuck? I, did, I, did I say that? No, but you're thinking it. Because you oh, think I'm you're better than Kevin Rogue, and you're thinking you're better than Tony. That's why. I'm better than both of you. 
Whoa. Not you, Rogan. Rogan. Uh, oh, I know. He won't say shit to me. I know. I mean, I will if, it, if it's warranted, but uh, it's not warranted here. He focuses all his energy at you, Tony. But I like Tony. Yeah, but you, you really don't act like me. it. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Kevin, Kevin and I have a weird relationship where I think like Kevin really does love me, but he loves to hate me more. Well, because is, I don't... is this a true statement? Tony is living rent free uh, in Kevin's head right now. No, he's not. All day, every day. No, he's not. <laughs> he, he just makes odd decisions. Like, what, Tanahashi? You make odd like statements sometimes, and I don't what think you he... think them through all the way. Was he eating a steak in the shower? Wait, did Kevin eat steak in the shower? No, is this a new thing? Taking your phone in the shower is not a decision. So, but listen, I'm guilty of it too. I'm guilty of half thoughts, hundred percent. Yo, the Birdman says Sting will be dead by Halloween. I hope so. I hope we get a zombie match for Halloween. Halloween hatred or whatever they call it. First, Ric Flair Sting. Oh, ooh, um. Oh god, this is so morbid. Ric Flair's gonna die in the ring, dude. That's what I said. I texted you that the other day. Starcast five. It's over. Punching out. Motherfucker's telling people he's gonna blade during this match, too. Are you serious? Maybe that's what that maybe that's what that was. Maybe Uh, he was practicing. Practicing. Yeah. Woo! Woo! That's right. I don't want to see it. There's a story. I um I forget if it was during his time with the Sicilians, but it was Lou Albano in the garden. And he was fucking the, the way the story goes, he was snotted. It was a tag match. And while his partner's in the ring, he just looks at the fans at ringside and just starts gigging himself for no fucking reason, like slicing his head open like 40 times, bleeding everywhere. And that was one of the 17 times he got fired by McMahon Sr. Giggity, giggity. He would get fired every week. That was the story. He'd get fired. He'd wind up at the bar and then Gorilla Monsoon and everybody would be at the bar and they'd all feel sorry for him and they'd give him his job back. Hmm. Captain Lou, baby. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't want... They didn't want him back. Like when he came back for that last that last run with like the head shrinkers, like they didn't like they didn't want him. Like they, I mean, no. I mean, it made sense in terms of the history because he managed the Wild Samoans. You, you, but you, it, made, it was so stupid. But you heard this. You heard the Bruce Pritchard story, right? Like just he give, showed up. He showed up the backstage of Raw, and Pritchard like got tired of dealing with him and just said, "Yeah, go go out and sit with yeah. him. Go out with your with your windbreaker." <laughs> And tracksuit and just go out there and, and just do whatever. And then he would get then he would join the commentary booth and I'm and, and the other two and like Vince and JR were like pissed. Yeah, they didn't want him there. It was hilarious. Good for Bruce Pritchard for doing that shit. That's funny as hell. Right. Fucking Captain Lou. Legend. But do we want to talk about Forbidden Door? I don't. I want to talk about Captain Lou. If you want to hear all about Forbidden Door, tune in Wednesday to the B show. What's it called? Tuesday I'm not going to be on the B-Show. You, you never are. What the fuck? I got to be at the fucking golf course at like 530 in the morning. We're doing something with the pizza truck at Liberty. You got to be at the golf course. I was going to. There was a joke in there. Thanks for pulling that, Kev. That you know what? Good. You know what? What? Chicken butt. Listen to, listen to the B-Show. The Bread well, Club. The new episode will drop tomorrow. We talk all about Forbidden Door, me and Kieran. Nice. nice. Oh, the British guy? His name is Kieran, man. Give him, show him some, some love. Show Hello. Some... <laughs> Hello. Hi, Matt. Shit your, bl- shit your britches today, did uh, you? That's not what he sounds like. Don't be disrespectful to My Kieran. name is Bread. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a forbidden door. Don't be disrespectful to Kieran. 
I don't know, Kieran. I'm sure he's a wonderful. We're crushing player. it over there. I believe you. Crushing it on Fightful Overbooked. Okay, terrific. I'm Brad. Do you put on a British accent when you're talking to him? No, listen to the fucking show, asshole. It's not it's not infectious. You're not like, hello, chum. No, I don't say hello, Contagious, chum. Contagious, I believe, is the word you were looking for. That, is that what it is? I don't know what I said. You said infectious, like he got some sort of disease. No, it's, it's kind of infectious. It's, yeah. You're right. It's it's right there. Contagious is kind of, yeah, it's... No. It's, hello, my name is I just Contagious. enjoy that show more than this show. Oh, the truth comes out. Oh, I, there's, it's not as... I told you after the yeah, first I episode. It. I believe it. He's right. That's that's his bread and that's his wheelhouse. New Japan, man. It's very it's very one track. I watch it with somebody else who watches wrestling. I I do it this show with someone who didn't watch wrestling. Someone who can't remember half the shit he watched. What? I didn't. I remember everything. What? You you remember every? <laughs> I remember everything about Forbidden Door. I watched Impact. Oh I really? Know. This ought to be good. Great. Tell us about Forbidden Door. Let me get into my Forbidden Door listening. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, (laughs) All right. Tell me about Forbidden Door. Oh, this is a new new pose, Tony. Yeah, this is a Tony punched out pose. Really? No interest at all in Forbidden Door. No, I'm interested. I'm listening. What am I going to say? You got to pull your mic closer, bud. Kevin says I'm not allowed to talk if I didn't see it. So I didn't say that. Well, you kind of did before when you didn't ask me about Sting. Sting. But you you Sting. saw that. You knew what that was. Oh, I knew what it was. So you don't like Sting jumping off a of shit, Tony? Nope. Stupid idea. Why? Sting is a fucking old man. He should. He not hasn't gotten hurt yet. Him. They didn't really. Does they didn't really catch better? him. What's a dumber idea? Sting doing that or Ric Flair wrestling? Well, they're both pretty dumb. But this uh, Ric Flair wrestling has got to be better. Like dumber, of course. I think. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's not great. It's not. Do we know? Do we know what the match is going to be? Is it definitely a six man? Because I've heard Scuttlebutt that he's wrestling a singles match again, and that Ricky Steamboat may may not do it. I don't know. I heard he wasn't doing it. Yeah, a while ago. But then I heard there was there was conversations that he still might do it. I don't know. Fucking all over the place. Um, I I don't know what I don't know how this got into my head. I don't know if I I read it or heard it, but I thought I heard. I thought that I heard that it's going to be Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett. Oh Christ! I could be I could be making that up completely. Oh, hey, that's a rough one. Ooh. Ooh. I totally could be making it up. Ooh. So I don't even like it's Spend not my days working hard on no, the go, and Ric Flair's heart stopped. Then I go oh, God. to the back because he just died in the ring tonight. You really think he's going to die in the ring? People have wrestled at 70 years old before. I understand. He just. Yeah, go check out Luthez's last match. Tell but me how that worked out. For he him. just doesn't look good. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Then don't watch it. I'm not going to. Matt, right. who's, who's the old guy that was still wrestling for Impact in NWA? Mike something. <laughs> um, Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson. Yeah. What action Mike Jackson, no? That's yes. right. How old is he? He's got to be in his 60s, no? 80s. No, he can't be 80s. He's 130 years old. Tony. Holy 70, Christ, Kevin. 72. Okay. Right. Even he looks a little slow, but at least he looks like he could still go and he still can go. Like Ric Flair? Like, I don't know. We don't know what Ric Flair can or can't do. Yeah, we saw the Jay Lethal clip, didn't we? It wasn't bad. Uh, 
I mean, what do you like? What honestly? What honestly are you expecting out of this? Uh, a, a hip, a hip toss to happen. Don't embarrass hip, yourself. A hip toss and a hip dislocation. Dislocation. Can't even get it out. Stay home. Go in your get a fucking floaty and go float around your fucking pool with Fifi. Uh, Mark and Outboys checking in. My source told me Ric Flair will be wrestling Mike Tyson. I would pay for that. Tyson didn't he bail too? Was he supposed to do something? He was supposed to roast. He was supposed to be in the roast. And I think he bailed. I feel these motherfuckers here. Yeah. Ric Flair, yeah. you're a very nice man. Ric Flair, why are you so old? Ric Flair, you're 73 years old. It's like Dusty Rhodes. Tyson and Dusty Rhodes are like the same person. <laughs> can I can I ask you guys an honest question? No. Because I did check in a couple times last week. Uh-oh. Here we uh, go. How come neither of you know how to work the fucking stream yard? We do. We figured it out. The Luke Hawks uh, Wildcat banner played for the whole commercial break. It scrolled across the bottom of the screen. (laughs) Gives a shit. Just take the fucking thing down. Oh, we're plugging Wildcat. Did you see they had a sellout crowd thanks to us? Yeah, and I saw, we talked about it earlier. Luke Hawks was a little little cocky. Now he don't have no tag team titles, does he? No. Sucks to be him, I guess. Thought these guys were going to be two J Brones. Look, it happened. And you guys what can't you figure do? out how to use the banners. You don't know what to click on. I thought we did okay. Yeah, we did fine. Don't listen to Matt. Matt, like oh. he's some fucking expert over here. I can't wait to listen to the beginning of this show to see what you fucked up. Oh, yeah. Well, he thought he, thought thought he fucked, fucked something up, the, up, but he didn't. I thought, no, I, you... Kenny, I thought I fucked up the Kenny Omega liner. <laughs> but apparently I didn't. So <laughs> uh, I guess we'll find out when I process this all. Bergman uh, heard it. So Tony, you don't want you have zero. You won't go back. You won't search out anything from Forbidden Door. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So you're you know just, I, you're strictly an NWA stooge now. Stooge? I think stooge wow. is a harsh word. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Stooge was the wrong word. You're right. That was um, rough. Stooge. Yeah, I didn't mean I didn't mean it that way at all. Uh, loyalist, Kevin's, I guess. Kevin's still high, r- hot, riding high from his his stooge weekend. That's right. Oh, did you blow the mark order, guys? Uh, the did mark he? order, guys. The what? <laughs> did he ever? <laughs> you're, you're out of your element, Donnie. Oh. <laughs> the mark order. You blew guys. the mark order, guys, and the major figure podcast, guys. <laughs> what is like it? So s- wrong to be a fan of something, jerk? I want to no, blow. But to blow a bunch of dudes is there's is better ways. Not what I those. did at all. Allegedly. <laughs> All right, now Kate's got questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you god! You guys are terrible, terrible people. Look, the Mark Warder's in. If he wants to, it's a compliment. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but it doesn't matter because I do not. Hey, I take a suck job from Kevin. Why not? He's out. He did. That's it. <laughs> See how long it takes him to sign out. <laughs> he just removed He'll himself. come back. He's going to get a drink. <laughs> he has no idea that Kevin Rogue is joining us. He really fucking hates me too, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's There's some weird animosity with you. Ever ever since 
Ever since we tried to get him to do stand up at that fourth anniversary show, he's had it. Oh, you think that's it? You think he's still holding it over your head? Yeah, but it wasn't even my fault. That wasn't no, even. No, it that, wasn't. It was a group effort, and he just singled me out. He was so like full of venom and fucking anger. Yeah, I don't get it, bro. Poor so fella. Forbidden Door was a good show. Forbidden Door was a great show. Um, I enjoyed it very much. It was. I think if you're going into it thinking that it's going it's like um i know how do i say this at the end of the day it was still an aew pay-per-view so it's very it, the stories were very cool. aew driven um like you're not going to i don't think anything that happened on the aew forbidden door show is going to affect uh the storytelling they're doing in new japan i would agree with that uh, like you'll see, like FTR hopefully will get to be there um, with the uh, with the the IWGP tag titles. I hope they don't lose them at the Ring of Honor show. Wait, time out, real quick. So FTR has the IWGP belts. They have yep. the Ring of Honor belts. Yep. They also have the AAA belts too. Yes. Yes. The, wow. So wait, but wait. So they're AAA champions, but AAA allowed them to work with them. Like I thought, there was some animosity there with some of the Mexico guys. There is a, there is a, a, there is a working issue between AAA and New Japan because New Japan has a relationship with CMLL. Wait. So there's not a relationship between AAA and New Japan. No. Okay. Okay. So, but FTR is contracted through AEW so maybe AEW has a working relationship with AAA huh not so I don't think years. I don't think FTR is going to show up in New Japan with the AAA belts okay yeah they would probably just they would leave them if that's the case right they would just wouldn't display them right so what's well, next are these guys going after the young bucks are they going to make this a uh, a uh, grand slam they should Grand Slam's coming back. Oh, and Arthur Ashe. Yeah, September 21st, baby. You going? Hell yeah. You got your tickets? <laughs> no, they don't go on sale until like July 22nd, I think. Gotcha. And when is it? August something? September 21st. September 21st. Nice. Oh. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. So, uh, yeah, uh, Kate says, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Marking Out said it had a WCW ending. Uh, Kate the Great said, I hated the ending, and I'm the world's biggest Kingston mark. Uh, Marking out also said it ended like a dynamite and a rampage. Yeah, he's not wrong about that, by the way. No, um, wait, was... you're talking about the pay-per-view overall? Yeah, because yes. it ended. It didn't end in a match finish. It ended basically just to promote blood and guts. So Moxley is... beat Tanahashi, and then him and Tanahashi have an embrace, and then Daniel Garcia and Jericho come down. They jump them. Ortiz and Santana and somebody else run down. Then the Real rest Yuta. of Jericho's people come down, and then the rest of the Combat Club come down, and then Cesaro comes down. Claudio comes down to save the day. Eddie Kingston doesn't like Claudio, so there's tension there, and Eddie Kingston doesn't like Brian Danielson. So, so all right, so. I it pretty much ended the same way Dynamite ended, which I enjoyed the way Dynamite ended because I loved that whole WCW 1996, 1997, 1998 era where every show was chaos and it's NWO versus WCW. I really enjoyed that time period. 
So I really appreciated that ending of Dynamite. But this did not end like a pay-per-view should have ended because they tied a lot of stuff in that that if you if you weren't dialed in like 10 years ago, you have no idea that Eddie Kingston doesn't like Claudio. I have I I don't know that I mean they said they said it on commentary. They said it that they had history, right? But it wasn't like like he's part of the combat club, which is aligned with Eddie a little bit, not so much, but you know what I mean? Like a little bit with him and, and Ortiz and Santana. So it just ended up, I mean, I enjoy it, but it, for a pay-per-view, it, it's not like that go home traditional, you know, if, if it was just Moxie and Tanahashi in the ring celebrating, or maybe if you had one of those new Japan or AEW returns or surprises at the end, and it's a stare down, which you always seem to kind of expect, which might not be a great thing either. Um, I would have enjoyed that more, but I didn't. I didn't hate it, but it one hundred percent felt like a TV show ending and not a pay per view ending. Yeah, it should have just been uh, Moxley standing there with his arms raised with the title and Tanahashi like raising yeah. his arm, like because they put so much into this. Moxley's wanted this match for three years. Um. Yeah, and then Tanahashi said that he, I wasn't ducking you. You just had to get to my level before I fought you. Uh, So I think if it just ended like that, it was, again, though, I talked about it, and the episode will be up tomorrow with with, uh, Kieran. We talked, it's, it was AEW and JPW joint program, but at the end of the day, it was, it was an AEW pay-per-view. That's how I looked at it. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's what. And it was still great. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, it was to push AEW blood and guts. And if yeah, which is it's a formula that's been done by everyone before. It's like, hey, let's let's have a pay per view and then push what's happening tomorrow night on Raw, or let's have a pay per view and like don't you don't want to miss Nitro tomorrow. It was one of those feels, and. We've never gotten that. I don't think I could be wrong. We haven't gotten that from AEW yet. Like that kind of finish where like like we did this for the free TV show. Whereas like maybe you got like you got like the returns. You got like the Adam Cole and the Daniel Bryan and all that stuff, which is great, which is awesome, which is going to make you naturally want to watch the next show. But it wasn't like literally like we have to push blood and guts. Let's make people spend 50 bucks to just push another show. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think, you know, people were going to tune in to see people were going to buy it to see. See their favorites go against their, their their new Japan favorites, go against their AEW favorites. And then they took the opportunity to use it as a platform. And I don't know if that that definitely wasn't always the plan. If the main event was supposed to be Punk Tanahashi, that wasn't the, you know, that. Yeah bullshit at the, and it was i think it was bullshit at the end of the show wasn't probably wouldn't have happened if everyone was healthy right and I, and it again it wasn't there was nothing wrong with it like i, I mean it what it, it wasn't great but like it's it, it was what it was it was i love chaos i love you know i love invasions i love feuds uh, with with multiple parties involved so i wasn't supremely disappointed with it but it, it, we literally just saw the same thing on dynamite right like literally the same uh finish other than claudio um so 
listen, it, it didn't make me think the pay-per-view was any worse than I would have thought of if it didn't happen. But it's always like the, like I always related to like, to like, uh, like food network cooking shows, right? Like I would have liked this meal better if you had this or that. Well, my meal did not have this or that. This is what the meal was. Do you like this meal or do you not like this meal? So I would have loved it if CM Punk had a confrontation with Mox or if, if uh, Daniel or Brian Danielson came out after Claudio won and they did like something cool together. I would have loved all that. That would have made the show great. I would have loved, hell, I would have loved if Kenny Omega showed up at, at some point during this show. But that didn't happen and we were never promised that. So that's okay with me. But again, to reiterate, I know I'm a, a broken record. It was a TV show ending. Yeah, but it was a good show. Claudio showing up was a lot of fun. I think it's a great fit for him. His, um, what is his What is his music? It's. I think it is uh, some version of what he used in the indies. It's like his like, it, but it, it's like a. It, it was familiar. It was like a. It's like his country's song. It's like a Switzerland song. Yes. Okay, I believe so. Uh, and I don't want to pull it up because I don't want to get booted from no nah, yeah that, yeah i understand but um got a great reaction and I, we talked about it with with bryce about how it was so cool to see the the japanese talent the new japan talent over here actually being able to get reactions from the crowd and how okada sucked it up sucked it in like uh like cody did at his wrestlemania return it was just like it had okada's entrance to me had that cody uh feel to it that cody vibe or he just truly loved being in that moment and it was really cool i do think uh and marking our marking out uh 1812 overture oh yeah that's right i, uh, I do cool. think zach saber jr got i don't think we got to see i think zach saber jr brian danielson is a much better cesaro just or claudio just Essentially, beat the shit out of Zach Sabre. Right. Jr. minutes. I, you know, I don't I, think you, we didn't get the technical match that you thought we were going to get when Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, uh, came out Wednesday night. And that's like the danger of like saying something like that. Like you're like like for for Daniel Bryan for to say like it's going to be the technical match that you would have got with me and me and um and Zach. Well, no, that you, that can't happen because you guys are both essentially not the same wrestler but you're you both know how to do the same things cesaro is not a guy that's gonna you know wrench your arm or bend your fingers or do the joint contortion whatever and look don't, don't get me wrong the match was great it was but... cool. it was awesome the crowd loved it i loved it it but like i mean how many how many european uppercuts can a guy do in a match where it was supposed and, to be built as uh... a technical match the commentating team tried to play it up like, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. didn't have time to prepare. He didn't know who it was. So I Which like makes that. makes sense. Also, Tony, you're going to love this. Kevin Kelly, Taz, next caliber. Awesome. Even when Capri sits in on the tag matches, Jim Ross has got to go. I wonder why. Did they? Did, I wonder why he wasn't there for the entire show. Cause he's bad, dude. He oh was, no! I, I mean, that's there was the a, obvious. There's a spot in that Claudio Zack Saber Jr. match where Zack Saber has him in an armbar outside the ring, and the rest counting to five. And Jr. is like, "What is he deaf? He doesn't hear to count." 
And Excalibur's like, he knows how to push the, he knows he has till five. All right. So here's what Jim Ross does. And it's annoying. And I love Jim Ross. And I think that, I think he still has gas left in the tank, but he, his need to constantly take shots inside jokes, whether or not he thinks that they're just funny or they're harmless or taking shots at what your own company does is, is not good. Like it, it comes off like weird and bitter and these guys give you a job and you're still doing what you love to do. And you're poking these little shots. Like you're literally taking shots at the people in that ring right now. Like that's not a great look to me. You know who they need to get rid of? They need to get rid of JR. They need to get rid of. I don't think they need to get rid of JR. They need to get rid of Tony Schiavone. No, they don't. They need to get rid of Mark Henry and the Big Show because I don't see fuck all of them doing anything. Well, Big Show hasn't. I haven't seen Big Show at all. Is he still doing dark? I don't know. Matt? Uh, I don't know what the Big Show's doing. Uh, I mean, Big Show's an irrelevant issue as far as I'm concerned. Mark Henry does the thing every Friday night. It's time for the main event. This is awesome. He gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that shit. Gives a shit. You're not fucking. You don't know how much he's getting paid. Oh, come on, dude. Somebody like Joey Janela was getting paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why do you care what Mark Henry's getting paid? Why is he there? Gives a shit why he's there. They brought. You know why I care? Because that motherfucker's taking money off of MJF's plate. He fucking deserves it. Oh, shut the fuck up! What does one thing have to do with the other? It's all money, Kevin. What do you think? They got unlimited funds over there at the con residence. Uh, Billionaires tend to have unlimited funds, Tony. Really? It's first of all, it's not even his money. It's daddy's money. So you just you just made my point for me. So Kev, so they should just pay everybody. They should, if they think that they have value, then yes. What value does Mark Henry have? It's, it's time, time for the main event. I can fucking do that for 50 bucks and send He's, it to him in an audio clip. You'd be silly to think that he doesn't have something to do with these guys backstage, either helping them with promos. Yeah. Or, well, he's got to help them all because fucking JR's yelling at him every week. Oh, I love, I love, speaking of red-ass JR, this is red-ass Tony. Maybe JR's on to something. I don't know. Maybe he's not just a crazy old man. Maybe he's just tired of like watching bullshit. And if he is, fucking send him packing. No, he's not. Because he, on the podcast with Conrad, every week he says how much he's loving what he's doing still. Well, he ain't saying it on the fucking air. Come on, dude. I'm, all right, so Tony, I'm with you a little bit, but not even if all they're the putting way. shit in the ring, that's your shit that you have to sell. Like he 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 does bury like. So I can't think of a specific exa- example, but I know I've seen it enough where I know it's happened, where he like literally throws everyone under the bus because it's not like traditional wrestling. Yes, like there was an instance where in the four-way last night, Gato was hanging on to Adam Page's leg, and Rick Knox was looking at him, and Tony and, and JR was like, does Rick Knox not see this? Yeah, it's it's literally taking shots. For, well, no, that's not taking shots. That, no one would have gave a shit about that. No, that's not taking shots. If there's bullshit loot, dude, covering for the product loot? is he didn't get all of it, or he had intentions and it didn't work out. Saying that the fucking referee saw the cheating and calling him out for it, Vince McMahon would do that shit all the no, time. No, you're Tony. You're the exact opposite. Uh, don't compare it to Vince McMahon. A lot of he he's not in a good light today. 
right, he's not in a good light today, but it's, but Tony, your point is I I I think the exact opposite of your take on that. I think that if a 450 misses or didn't get all of it, or if someone slips, explaining the realism in the fact that that could happen is okay, as opposed to something that was preventable but not achieved, and 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 po- and poking fun at somebody for like an honest mistake in something that's not a move is yeah, but if a referee sees way something, out of line. If a referee sees something he's not supposed to see, he's got to fucking stop and call it no matter what the story is in the match. You got to call that shit. No, you don't. You can't. That, that, that'll that's why nobody likes AEW referees because they don't fucking see what's going on in front of their faces. I understand that. That, and that point, ruins the fucking product, dude. It really it, does. It doesn't, first of all, it doesn't ruin anything. Yes, it does, dude. How many times Aubrey Edwards goes on a fucking radio show and she goes, I don't get involved. I make myself invisible. But every fucking move, she's going, woo, 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 woo. She's the fucking match, dude. She thinks because she's on camera, she's got to be fucking playing it up for everything. You don't need to play up a fucking side headlock like the guy's eyes are going to pop out of his head. It's the same shit with missing a fucking call. If you turn around and you see somebody get hit with a chair, you got to fucking call it. No, you, you that, change have... the entire, that can change the entire Yeah, so you, or... that's on the wrestlers. It's not on the referee, dude. If you fucking make the referee look bad, then what's the fucking point of having a referee to be with? You have with? to call, you, you, what you do is you call an all. Dude, if an NBA official fucking missed calls like that, they oh fucking my God, fire you're not talking about You're not talking about a real sport and... Uh, an all right, all right. Show. so so wrestling is fake and we shouldn't have any fucking rules is that what we're is that what we're no at? but it, but you have to understand that's what you're that saying dude shut up i'm not gonna shut up you're wrong there's long-term story and what you do in this match is a referee can change the entire creative direction of a story yeah well that referee tried to fuck on me that call right away god dude no, the referees are supposed to be the fucking legal, the legal fucking man in the ring. And if the referee's not calling what he sees, then there's no point having a fucking referee in the match, dude. What? What, what kind of? Then it's on the wrestlers for right fucking now. up, and then it's on the referees for not calling it. If you don't have the semblance of fucking realism with a referee calling the shots, then there's no point of even having a fucking match because none of it matters. But it's Tony. It's a show. It's not a sport. So if something happens and you have to call an audible on the fly, it completely can change the course of a freaking program or a match or trying to get someone over. Missing a move you can cover for. No, you can't. Yes, you can. You can How say that he didn't get all of it. So when a referee, which they do fucking constantly, listen, they should take the- responsibility. Don't get me wrong for screwing up, but it you can't. But it's not the referee. It's the course uh, of the match. But that's on the wrestlers. And if the wrestlers are making the referees good, bad, then what's the point of making? Wait, them how is that on the wrestlers what? if the referee screws up? Because the ref because the wrestlers should have been in a different spot at a different time. Maybe the referee shouldn't have been looking. It's a fuck up all around. But once it's out of the fucking bag, you got to go with it. You got to go but with it. That's it. easier said than done. You're right. It is. But you have to go with it. A professional goes with it. You figure it out later. That, that might not be their call. Is that really? Is that really Aubrey Edwards' call? Is that really Rick Knox's call? Well, when Rick Knox gets called out every fucking week for being a stupid referee, it fucking ruins the product. <laughs> it does, dude. No, I, I listen. I agree with you in theory, but like, if 
But you can't, you can't keep letting, you can't keep letting that shit happen. It's fuck. It's bad for everything. Let me meet you in the middle here. And first of all, I I saw who I don't know who posted Tony. I'll meet you in the middle. If if a, if it's blatant that Rick Knox doesn't see the spot, oh JJ Rogue, dude, fuck off JJ Rogue. Um, <laughs> Wow! 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 I don't care. I'm over it. I like the guy, but I don't give a shit. Um, wow! Marking out. I like this is like the referees in AEW. Breath of fresh air when Kyoto worked that one match the other week. Thank no, you. No, I agree with that. But we're talking about that's that's seemingly it seems to be more and more by design. This is the Mark Order podcast saying this. Rick Knox is the bane of my existence. Jesus fucking Dude, Christ. Dude, it doesn't Can I get go a freaking unnoticed? statement in before you put in some freaking Mark's fucking comments. Wow, Kevin's hot. I Kevin agree with you, you dude, I'm that you. the referees are not great. And Not great is being very kind, But dude. that's by design. If uh, you're talking about an honest mistake that they do, like if... if, if Listen, I've, I'm numb to the fact that Rick Knox will look at something uh, at a Young Bucks match and not call a damn thing. I'm okay, I'm numb to that. That's happened way too much. It doesn't make a difference to me anymore at that at that point. But if you're talking about a referee mistake about someone seeing someone pull out the you know the leg of a wrestler and the referee just honestly doesn't see it, there's no need for Jim Ross to call him out on that. No need. Wait, so like if somebody puts a foot on the ropes and the referee still counts a pin, is that the kind of thing you're talking about? If if he legit misses it, if it's well, part of the story, then no. Well, if he if he misses it, then JR's right to call it out that he missed it. No, because, because that's, that's part of the story. No, that's part of the story, dude. JR's got to be able to tell that story to the people. He fucked them. He put his foot on the ropes. That's the best point you can make. Monsoon fucking did the same shit at WrestleMania with the Ultimate Warrior. That's the best point you you've made. You gotta call that, but that's different. Than but but JR does it differently than than nowadays than someone would have done. He like makes he take he takes a shot at him. He doesn't just mention it. He takes a shot and makes a tongue in cheek podcast JR joke. If he's doing that, that's fucking idiotic. But if he's calling out, if he's calling out stupidity, he's a, he has a right to call out stupidity. That's his job as a commentator. But if he's making them look stupid in the process, that's a different story. That's a different story. I and totally, look, Braden, I, I don't totally care if Chris Jericho see, wants what? Aubrey. What? I don't know. What is that saying? If Aubrey is the only ref Chris Jericho will have in a match. She must Kat, know what she's doing. You gotta let me read the story before you fucking tell me not to. She doesn't know what she's doing. All right. Even if you assume she knows what she's doing. What I don't understand what that is. I've never noticed that once. And I watch AEW oh, every week. Then you you never watch it, You're too busy drinking beers in the shower and fucking Shut. having it on your iPhone. Yeah, you you're gonna t- now you're going to take shots at me, you piece of garbage? You are a piece of trash, Tony. Wow. You are an ugly man of hate, sir. A weak man of hate. Weak man, and that's today. <laughs> by the way, today is the sixth anniversary of that fucking post being on social media. That came up in my timeline today. Wait, uh, <laughs> he confused me with somebody else. R.I.P. Wizard. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I completely whiffed on bringing that up earlier. Wow. <laughs> Why did you disappear, Dick? I I just 
I didn't go anywhere. I just took myself out of the conversation so you two could yell and scream at each other. <laughs> I was here for the whole fucking thing. I, I think, out for a minute. I think we needed that. <laughs> what, the, what the hell? What? We're, we're talking about Wheeler Yuta? What are we talking about? Are we, are we no. still talking about Forbidden Door? Yeah. yeah. What's going on? Fucking hour right, later. So, Can I just do things. back after this? <laughs> couple, couple things. Let's, I want to put a bow on Forbidden oh, Door. because we Fuck you and your bows, you fucking pony. Relax. Fucking bows on Take everything. Breath, buddy. <sighs> what, you mean a little puppy? You going to put little bows in her hair and make her go... <laughs> I got a... I had like a cow lick there. Um, Oof. Uh... <sighs> Pre-show, I thought El Desperado and Kanemura against Swerve and Keith Lee was a fucking banger. The opening match was awesome, uh, and Shooter looked like a million dollars. Um, that was really fun. Osprey and Orange Cassidy was really good, and then Shibata showing up is fucking bonkers. All right, so Matt, explain to me about Shibata because I don't like what, what was his story before he got hurt. So Shibata was at the top of the food chain with Nakamura and Okada and Tanahashi, and then he had a brain hematoma from a headbutt. And he was out um, for years. For years, he yeah, went clearly. to the dojo. He wasn't allowed to wrestle at all. Then he brought back Kenta a couple of years ago, and then okay. he had that match at Wrestle Kingdom that was just supposed to be an exhibition, and then he kind of did his own thing. Where he kind of went and he kind of worked his own match because he's Shibata. Um, what does that mean? Now he's he's kind of clear to, to wrestle. And no, what does that like mean? He worked his own match. What does that mean? It was a, the match he had at Wrestle Kingdom was supposed to be an exhibition. So there were certain rules. They weren't allowed to punch. They weren't allowed to kick. It was just like some light grappling. But they, he got that. in the ring and Shibata said, fuck this shit. And when you're a young lion, you're not going to not tell Shibata no. And who was a young lion again, Matt? Uh, let me pull it up because I. Oh, no, yeah, it doesn't to... matter. I thought I just let you said it and I, and I missed it. It's not a big deal. I know it's good to know. What was that? Fifteen last year. But it seemed like the, the crowd popped huge for it. So that dude is... Shibata is a legend. Okay, all right. Uh, he favorite... wrestled Ren, Ren Narita. Shibata bread, Tony. Yep. Thanks, yeah. Kev. No problem. <laughs> I owed you that. That's a receipt. Uh, he's a three-time three-time never open weight champion. He won the New Japan Cup in 2017. He's been a tag champ with Goto. Um, he's been around for a while. 2004, he had the best uh, tag team bout. Him and Chono against Tenzan and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, it was what? I'm sorry. I'm not fucking fucking the Birdman. Fucking says finish the thought about Aubrey, and for some reason. Fucking thriller came into my head and Aubrey in the background doing this shit. <laughs> I've never noticed that, Tony. And I watch AW every week. <laughs> Matt, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, it was 2017, him and Okada, where he took the headbutt that, uh, that required emergency surgery from a subdermal uh, hematoma. Yeah, that's not good. You don't want uh, and it was a similar injury which killed mixed martial artist Tim uh, Hogg uh, a couple months later. I always have to knock on wood when I hear stuff like that. So he, he was, a, he was, he was huge he? in New Japan, and then he got hurt. So his return, this is huge. And he is a former British heavyweight champion. So him coming out and kind of challenging Osprey. Osprey is the Rev Pro champion. Um, and I know Rev Pro is doing their 10-year anniversary this August, so 
we could see him back in a New Japan ring, and that would be huge. Yeah, I mean, huge. If, if the if the like I said, if the crowd indication was, or if the crowd reaction was any indication, it definitely seemed like a major deal. I wasn't one hundred percent familiar with who he was, but it the crowd loved it. So, oh, I, dude, I got goosebumps. Sign. I fucking texted Ant Money. I was like, bro, you got to see Shibata live. I'm jealous. I tried. Mm-hmm. Ant Money was there, right? Yeah, he took the trip out with the doctor and a couple of people. Oh, the good doctor. I missed the good doctor. Uh, I hate it the four-way. I said it before when we talked to Bryce. Uh, it's just not something New Japan's good at. It's it's their their bread is buttered with the the singles match, the one-on-one. You know but that should have been a, just it should have been just a tag match, if you ask me. I, I thought that too at some point down in in this build, but I mean New Japan's been doing it. They haven't been doing four ways. Not for the they've been, not doing, they've been doing multi-man matches. Not for the title matches. Tag team, sure, but not for the IWGP World Championship match. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But I didn't did, did, I don't think I hated it as much as as you did. I mean, it's it was typical four-way formula, but which is annoying, I guess, if you're a new Japan super fan, but I I just looked at it as a four-way, and it was what it was. I did love freaking w- w- the super kick spot where uh, oh, the Hangman Adam Page, uh, yeah, Adam Cole, no, um, uh, Jay White, uh, super kick, right? When Adam, Adam Page was doing the moonsault, moonsault, and and got super kicked right in the mush. That was awesome, uh, and it, I, I guess I don't have an opinion one way or another on the match. I just, I just didn't think it was as bad as, as people are making it out to be, in their New Japan history sense. No, it wasn't bad. It just, I think as New Japan fans, there's a certain expectation when the IWGP Heavyweight Title or the Intercontinental Title is on the line. You you have a certain expectation for a match. It's it's, there's a formula that they follow. And that's why they make these matches are so good for the most part. And I just look, they did the three way a couple years ago when it was Coda, Cody and Kenny. And it was a really good match, but still it's just, it's missing something. It's missing that new Japan, something. Well, and I'm I, at, they had gone, and I understand why they did it. You know, you want to get these big four stars in a match like this, right. but if, but, I would have preferred a tag team match, something that to, New Japan to, does quite but, often. But, but to your point that we mentioned earlier, this was an AEW show. So even though it's for the IWGP championship, we both made it clear that this was clearly felt like an AEW show and not a New Japan show. Right. But your 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 heavyweight title is being defended, so you should, you know, do it proper. Do, do you? You should. It wasn't again. It wasn't terrible. If I had my way, it would have been just a straight up tag match. You tease, you tease uh, Okada and Jay White. You tease Okada and Adam Cole. You tease Jay White and, and Page, and then they get their hands on each other. And I think and even a better dynamic. And even you 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 tease Jay White, Adam Cole. Yeah, you could do that in a tag match if if there's an yeah. inadvertent you know forearm or kick or something. Um, and then I didn't like that, and I think that affected the Moxley Tanahashi match, which I I want to go back and watch because I was so high on Osprey and Cassidy, really love Shibata, 
loved Claudio, and then I was not into the four-way, so I think my attention was it so, affected the main event. So this was this show in need of a match in between the two, you think? I don't think it was in need. I just I think if Adam Cole I think him getting concussed definitely affected. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Well, I mean, that's the ending was super. It just, he didn't even duck the rainmaker. He just fell to the ground. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, And you can even see uh, Jay White say something to the referee after he covers him. And even, even Jim Ross was like, that ended abruptly. All right. I'll tell you what I thought. Huh? Jim Ross behind you? <laughs> no, it was uh, the the Wizards poster fell down. Um, I will tell you what I thought. The match, my favorite match of the night was the the IWGP Tag Team Championship match. Nice, it was a good me. match too. Yeah, so I I loved I loved that Rapongi Vice got a lot of stuff. Uh, and there was a, you thought there might be a chance that they could actually win at some point because well, they they hit they strong zero. I thought it was over. Yep. And they they mentioning how they were, and if I'm remembering this incorrectly, please correct me. But they said they kept bringing up how they were the junior heavyweight tag team champions, but never the IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. So if there was some sort of play there that thought that maybe like man, like no one expects this to happen. Could it happen? Like I think we all in the back of our mind knew that it was going to be FTR. Um, what this. Papa, oh, it's you. <laughs> what is, is bow? This is bow, you dummy. Bow. Oh, this is some bow. What is some bow? You said we're gonna put a bow on fucking forbidden door. But what do you want, man? I'm sorry. You want to argue about fucking referees for twenty minutes? I got a video I can show of fucking over here. I would like to see that because I will it's, eat my. No, words it's not because it's not a video of Aubrey. It's probably a horse. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I know the way his brain works. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> nothing good, there's nothing good that he does. What are you talking about? I also enjoyed the four way where Pac won the all Atlantic uh championship. Yeah, that's one I would like to have back, by the way. That pick, <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. It's nope. just just, I picked Miro. I, I stuck with Miro. Fuck that. Miro. The more won. research I did and the more like articles and predictions I read, it just made sense that like he could go to like anywhere in Europe and defend that championship. And it could be like a big ass deal, like on any independent show. So it made sense for him to win that. But my logic was all right, Miro, I mean uh Alistair Black and Pac have this ongoing thing. They're gonna neutralize themselves from the situation and then Miro would just fucking beat the shit out of Clark Connors and, and pin him. Which almost happened. Clark Connors had a nice showing too. Yeah. That was a weird choice to throw in there, but I appreciate it. No, I mean Big Tom got hurt, so they had to put somebody in there. Which was my boy Carl Fredwicks. Fredwicks. <sighs> yeah, Carl didn't work at all this. I don't know what his deal is with New Japan. Uh oh. He's not even going over there. All those LA Dojo boys are going over to Japan this week. I don't. I don't know what Carl's deal is. Maybe he's um, DJing. Maybe he's getting some good paid gigs with the DJ stuff. Yeah, beats right. me. 
Uh, but the, in a nutshell, that was the Forbidden Door. Um, yeah. This is uh, always a always an entertaining outing for AW, and this one was no different. Yeah, the uh, my the Bread Club's gonna drop tomorrow on Fightful Overbooked, I'm sure. Uh, so if you want to hear in depth t- conversation, me and uh, my buddy Kieran will talk about it, and then. The Mark Order Podcast Wednesday night. Anthony, who I believe is on the YouTube right now listening, uh, is on his way back from Chicago, driving back, uh, and he's going to tell uh, his great adventure. Um, but, man, it looked like they had a great time. I was a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. I, I wish I could have gone. Yeah, man. I mean, United Center, Chicago, AEW, New Japan, a historic event. Like, there, like there's no way to to not categorize this as a historic event would we like things to be different yeah probably but it was it was a great show it was a fun yeah, show. it was no, a fun wrestling show yeah if you're if you're a wrestling fan and, and you want to check out some new japan even some AEW, like this is a great great show to watch it was a lot of fun and and uh and, I, and again uh marking out right here uh, another great podcast please check those guys out i was surprised not to see some people in the show naito kenta evil kushida the Kenta Kushida thing, they are returning to New Japan. Uh, Kushida just showed up last week to make his return, and he's having his first match this week. Same thing with Kenta. He's coming back after that uh, no DQ match from Wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom with Tanahashi. So, um, and I think like this, I don't think this will be the, the the only Forbidden Door show. So you got to say you got to save a little bit, right? You can bring Naito over next time. You can bring Evil. You know why yeah, you don't I, give it to us all at once? Yeah, Spend and I was out. upset. Like I think I mentioned, I was a little bit upset that it wasn't like Punk Naito, it wasn't Punk Okada. Like I thought that was it, but like you're right. It's kind of like when, like, do you remember when like Hogan came back to WWE in 2000, 2002 and like everyone wanted Hogan Austin right away? Like you have The Rock too, so give him Hogan Rock and let him build to Hogan Austin at some point. Um, so I feel like that's kind of where we are with, uh, with them. I, I've, I would have loved to see an Okada punk or Okada Anita, but of course, um, Onita. Okada Anita, Anita, who, who, who's Anita, the deathmatch guy. Oh yeah. I would like to see that too. I don't think he really does anything with new Japan. Mm. FMW, right? Uh, yes, and I think he does. I think he did something in the states here. He might do something in like some deathmatch promotion over there. No, he does. Um, uh, GC, he does GC dub, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Oh, look at you. God bless you. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, <clears throat> uh, we're not running commercials, right? No, if you want to check out the Shining Wizards Network, go over to uh shiningwizardsnetwork.com it's the home to a bunch of great shows uh and if you want to support the shining wizards wrestling podcast you can become a patreon uh over at our patreon patreon.com slash wizards podcast for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show uh and as you go up in the tiers you get more perks. $3 a month, you get our bonus episodes. $5 a month, we'll mention your social media, your website, whatever you'd like us to plug. $10 a month and above, uh, we're going to put you in a raffle where you can become part of the show. You can sit in on an interview. You can uh, be part of the Wizards Rewind where you pick it and you get to sit in with us on the show. Uh, you could be a Can You Beat That Challenger. 
uh, and much more. We're definitely we're changing things around. I owe people boxes of wizardry from like March. I'm sending out big boxes in July to everyone. So I have the list somewhere over here in all my paperwork. Uh, so, so these people do not fret. I got your shit. Uh, Hummer, uh, William Mercier, Bergman, Thomas Copps, Brandon Haney, David Henry Bauer, the third Schlong, Garifo, Danny Russ, Peterson, Kate, um, I got you all. I got you all. So don't worry about it. Um, they're going out in July. I'm, I'm putting together uh, major boxes for y'all. So appreciate your patience. Things have been busy over here in camp with camp math. So check it out. Patreon.com slash wizards podcast. Thank those that support us. Here we go. Ring the bell. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the shining wizards. Manny Kratzo, the king of the shining wizards. Danny Rusinello at not Danny Russ on the Twitter machine. Make sure you give him a follow. Uh, Anthony Rusinello from the Mark Order podcast. Uh, check him out every Wednesday night at 1015 on the Mark Order social media pages. Um, Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, Kate, the great Hensler. She's doing the Mark Order podcast Wednesday night. She's doing Sour Graps Tuesday night. She's doing Smackdown Rampage Friday nights for Fightful. Check her out. I don't know if Kate still has a Twitter because people are awful. So uh, I'm not going to plug her Twitter unless she tells me to plug it. Oh, still don't know how to work the stream yard. Uh, Matt Garifo, Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Uh, Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch Drinks More. Jay Cop, Big Cop a Pump over at the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Thomas Cops. The Mont Spock. Why? Just to piss you the fuck off. Leave it up. I don't give a shit. A stupid Canadian flag isn't there, is it? No, is it? <laughs> okay, you can still hear me, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, as long as you can hear me. Um, uh, where was I? Uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock at High Five Time, marking out the ROH Revelry. Uh, Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, Braden Bergen at Berg uh, Xers. The Mattel Elite Figure Collecting. Um, <laughs> Brandon Haney, Carrie Cowling at the Carrie Crush, Ryan Schlong at the Mark Order Podcast, at Mark Order Pod, Asian Joe, uh, David Henry Bauer the Third is Pal Antonio Horseman makes experimental music at Harvest Man Records, 856.bandcamp.com backslash music. Mike Peterson at LOL Mike Peterson, Rob Humphrey, I Dunk Biscuits. The Daily Smart, dailysmart.com, at The Daily Smart on Twitter. The Daily Smart helps you find the latest wrestling news along with up-to-the-minute daily podcasts. Don't forget, we deliver YouTube videos to keep you in the loop. Roll, our newest member, uh, Mr. Kevin Rogue. He's over there doing the Duke. Uh, let me get his shit here. Uh, the Duke and Rogue podcast at Year of Pod. That's right. Kevin Rogue jumped in. I just got a notification about an hour ago. Love, Kevin. That uh, and then you can follow him at the Year of Pod on the Twitter machine. Does a great job, very entertaining show. Uh, they're doing the 1996 WCW, uh, all the pay per views and the Clash of the Champions in chronological order. Super entertaining. At JJ Rogue Means is his Twitter handle. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be 
in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Kevin, I know what you mean. Oh, God. Thank God my mic was on. Uh, T-Donk, you've been, uh, I know you said you didn't watch a lot of wrestling. Is there anything from the NWA you want to talk about tonight before? Yes. Yes, oh, there good. is. Okay. Uh-oh. I did watch a little NWA. And there's something the referees? There's something, dude, Kevin Keenan's fucking awesome as a referee. He's like the senior official now for the NWA, and he does a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. Needs to shed a few pounds. He's gotten a little heavier since his appearance on the show a few years ago, but I'm not going to hold that against him. Anyway, um, do you remember Brian Idol? Yeah. Do you happen to know that he's an Italian model with an Italian accent now called Mercurio? I thought his name was Earl. Cooter? That's him. No. Nope. Is Earl Cooter's not Brian Idol? Nope. Are you sure? Yep. Yep. All right. Let's move on. So he really his his debut was simultaneous with the singles debut of a returning Sam Shaw, and he lost, and he was crying that Sam Shaw cheated. Sam Shaw lost. No, Sam Shaw beat Mercurio, so Mercurio was crying that he that he that Sam Shaw cheated, and Sam Shaw chased them off, and good times, good times all around. Okay. There's some. There's a. What's the proper word? Like, like the like. uh, Nathan Lane in the birdcage, like not a cross dresser. Yeah, cross dresser, right? I mean, like, I guess he was gay, but he still dressed like a woman, right? Like the guys that do that. I've never like seen the movie. I don't know. No, not trans, but just like a dude that dresses like a woman. That's a cross like, Remember back right? in the day? Yeah, I I guess. Is that what they're still called? I don't fucking know. I'm I don't know. Like I didn't it. see the I didn't see the match. All I know is that some some like burly country guy came out and he had a he had a guy dressed like a woman with him and they I don't know. So cloudy? There was that it wasn't it definitely wasn't cloudy. She was bright and sunshiny, but right. she definitely was not sunny. Um oh yeah, Tyrus was teaming up with uh with Scion against the ill begotten. That was a good match. Uh Nick Aldis is uh sort of going back to the dark side. He was uh he wrestled. Uh, oh God, who the hell did he wrestle? It was the guy that teamed up with Rodney Mack a few weeks ago? I can't remember his name. The magician? Anyway, no, 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 no. Some other dude. Uh, the nice, yep, no, some nice spry looking kid. But uh, every time Aldis would cover him, he'd lift him up, and then Aldis, Aldis would shake his head like the guy kicked out. So Aldis is kind of turning back to the dark side a little bit because he's pissed off that he doesn't have his title. Kylan King said. Uh, she went face to face with Camille. She was like, "I'm gonna come back one day, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you again. And this time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be victorious." So they had a little this and that, and that's all I remember from the NWA. Still entertaining. Still, ah, just a little bow on that then. Oh, you want to talk for 25 more minutes about the? <laughs> uh, Keith the Great oh. says, "If the AEW did that, Tony would pass out." Did what? Yeah, what? Cross dressing. But well, they it's did a do dude, it. it's not like it's a woman. I mean, Miss Atlanta Lively, come on, people. Right? Am I right? American Dream? No. Am yeah. I right? <laughs> your uh your NWAs is your your re- your recaps are very good. You're losing me on them. Oh. Well, good for you. No, I feel like you usually give me a little more. But that's all I saw, dude. Okay. You didn't Sorry. watch a lot of wrestling? No. You know what I did watch? I watched Doctor oh. Strange in the Multiverse Madness, whatever. The oh, movie fantastic. Was. It's good shit. Did you know we have another pay-per-view to pick this weekend? Oh, oh yeah. fucking wonderful. Great. 
Good job. Money in the bank is going down. Good job, hand job. John so, Chena uh, we'll... should be back tonight, right? Who? John Chena. Oh, to I guess. Go, I don't to, know if that's what you're into. Oh, who gives no. a fuck about that? Can I can I ask you something? You're a pizza yes. guy, right? You're a pizza guy, right? It's my job. Okay. You are you familiar with these new gimmicks now? They're like they're sort of virtual kitchens where they franchise themselves out to other restaurants. Yeah. Okay. So I got three emails today from, from the a Wonder place Com- Wonder Truck. No, Powerbomb Pizza. Our good friends over at Pro Wrestling Tees are running their own pizzeria by wrestlers for wrestlers. And not That's only been a thing they, for a while. It has well, it hasn't been in New Jersey, but there's a location coming to Edison, so be on a lookout for that. Oh, that, no, that's cool. That actually is breaking news. Even though Kate says Tony screams seventy five percent of the show, and then NWO, he sounds like a golf announcer. <laughs> NWO for life, Kev. It's NWA. What did I say? You said NWO. Oh, whatever. kate i have respect for tradition not for 63 year old men throwing themselves off of balconies on pay-per-view sorry pack for life fuck yeah whatever (laughs) fuck yeah whatever that's right that's the name of the show (laughs) that's what i'm sticking with uh is there any other wrestling related stuff we want to talk about before we go down the aisle. Yeah, Sonny's lawyer uh, applied oh. to be uh, removed from the case. Apparently, they're no longer getting along. Do, do Matt, do you want to bring up... You mentioned stuff that I didn't know about. Oh, the Vince McMahon rape thing? That's an old He's, story, though. Yeah, but I didn't know about it. It's no, it like literally happened today, apparently. No, yeah, he didn't rape long, somebody today. No, no. A long form New York magazine article uh, where referee Rita Chatterton's she was known act- as she was known as Rita Marie. I believe that was yeah, her that, yeah. name. Yes. Um she spoke with Abraham Reisman, uh, but didn't want to go into details about what allegedly happened in the limo uh, in nineteen eighty six. Then she gave her first interview in ninety two, and now with all these stuff that came out a couple weeks ago with the hush money. Uh, she has, uh, I guess she's out there again telling her story. Did she, this recently resurfaced because she appeared at the, uh, International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame something or other, didn't they? Didn't I read that somewhere? I don't see it in this article. Okay, well, Um, long story very short. This happened back in 1986 and she made the circuit. This was going on when all the, like, the Ring Boy scandal was happening and all that stuff. Uh, but with all, with all that would all that be in like the the juicier quote unquote story because like Barry Orton was involved in that and then they had uh oh god what the hell was his name Pat Patterson Mike Pat Patterson wasn't was Terry Garvin involved in all no, that stuff the, too? The George, right? Was the guy? No, not Craig DeGeorge. Craig DeGeorge wasn't involved in that stuff. He's the announcer. Right. Uh, the, the, I thought the, I thought he was also I thought he also accused Oh, did he? Maybe he did. I don't. I never heard of him. I don't. This is a dangerous something, a dangerous subject to like just guess. So I don't know. But I thought that Craig DeGeorge. I know he was gone pretty quickly once Sean Mooney arrived. That they only worked together for a little bit. Maybe that had something to do with it. It's. I I mean, look, it's possible. I'm not sure. I don't want to guess. But long story short, all the Ring Boy stuff and all the other abuse stories were happening at the time, and you know Rita was also involved with that, but hers 
wasn't like it wasn't of that same like story you know where every where all the ring crew and everything was was you know they were being inappropriate with them hers was just it was her and vince and vince just you know took advantage of her in the limousine allegedly yeah the weird thing about it was when this whole story came out she was close with mario mancini and he was like you know secondhand knowledge to everything that had happened apparently those two trained together uh with tony altimore who if memory serves me correctly was captain lou albano's tag partner yeah so there you go the the sicilians yeah so what are we we going down the aisle with rita marie no we're not going to go with rita marie but I just want to like I just want to make sure that I'm getting this right. Like she she did report this before. This isn't just coming out now. She reported it yes, when it happened. She, no, she waited till 1992 and she did her interview on the Geraldo Rivera talk show. Yeah, but at okay. this time the statue of limitation had run out. Yeah, and it's it's I think it's 25 years. So no, no, it was, no. Six, it was six years. It no, was no, I'm saying six. Oh wow! And then she talked about it in 1992. But at that time, the statute of limitations had run out. I think they must have changed that because I think the statute of limitations on that kind of stuff is like 25 now. Oh, probably now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Probably this is almost now. 40 years ago. Right. I understand. Yeah. I mean, even even with exceptions, like I know uh, when a lot of the stuff was going on with uh, with the clergy getting involved yeah. and, you know, molestation and whatnot, they extended a lot of the statutes to encompass a lot of, but I don't know if it goes back that far. Like, yeah, like Matt said, like 92, you're talking 30 years ago already yeah. and it happened in 86. Right. So, you know, but that's, you know, yeah, man is not, this man is not looking good right now at all. Yeah, But he never, dude, he never was. Look at all the shit he got away with over the years. He fucking showed up in Pennsylvania with a suitcase of money and kept Jimmy Snook out of jail for 40 yeah. years. Not a, all accounts point to bad guy. Right, it's, uh, it's it's interesting. It's not it's not it's not a good look. Yeah, and again, it's all alleged, so I'm not going to crucify the guy until he's proven guilty. But it's it's not it's really not good, and it's really disgusting if if all this stuff all the stuff that just came out about him is true. Not good. Right, it's not like Meltzer's running it. It's like the New York Magazine, the right. Wall Street Journal, like. Yep. Major publications and, and his own company's board of directors is looking into him as well. So, like, it's yeah, but I mean, the board of directors has to like that's just what they do. But you know what I mean, though. Like, you know no, the point I get that it. I'm trying to make. I get it. If he yeah. if he was a decent and there was no smoke around him, then no, they wouldn't be investigating. You're absolutely right. But like the fact that they, that I think they, to... they stepped up and decided to do it is. And I think there's like six law firms now that are involved in yeah, the investigation, that's right. which is that. crazy, yeah. crazy. You think uh, you think Bruce is like Conrad? We got to get we got to get rid of those chocolate titties, those drops. They got to go. Bruce might never do a podcast again. Well, he hasn't been on in a while, right? They've been running a lot of best ofs and meg best yeah. ofs and megasodes and shit. But like I would that. not be shocked if Bruce takes a not that he he he's he hasn't been implicated in anything. I don't think, right? No. I don't so, think Bruce I don't, I, Yeah, I don't think so, so. But I wouldn't be shocked if he just takes a, a breath because everyone's going to be trolling him. And, a breath and, from podcasting because he's now the head of talent relations. Yes, because he took Johnny Ace's job. Yes. 
So, oh man, Johnny Ace is going to be the fall guy for all this shit. Like Vince is going to lose. Vince stands to lose the company. He might be removed from the board, all that jazz. But fucking Johnny Ace is a right hand man. If anybody takes the fall, it's going to be him. I I can't argue craziness, that. right? It's crazy. Yeah, but I would um, I, I wouldn't be yeah, shocked sorry. if Vince also gets something out of this. Not that not that that didn't come off right. Uh, like I mean, like I would he would probably he'll probably take a fall too. I think. Yeah, but yeah, he's, he's got to. I mean, this, there's too much right now, right? Yeah, it's a it's a lot. Uh. It's a lot. Yeah, well, we have to wait to see what the investigations say. Right. And then we'll have and, to see who's arguing if the investigations are on the up and up. But the, I mean, in the court of public opinion, which is whether it's fair or not, he's already donezo, magunzo. I don't know, man. He shows up on SmackDown. He shows up on Raw. People still go ape shit for Vince. Yeah, McMahon. but then, but that was before this came out. Yeah. Yeah, but this has always kind of been there. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, that's fair too, then I guess. The yeah. people who know know. Yeah. People who know know. Um, do you gentlemen wanna go want down the aisle? You go down the aisle. Oh, do I? Fuck yeah, dude. Do I ever? I can't wait. To, I want to see, see where Matt's have. starting us off to go down the aisle this time. It's always an interesting opening. Oh, I like well, down the aisle is a lot of fun. And we like to have a good time with it. Oh, oh yeah. Comments here. Uh, I think, gentlemen. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? I don't know. I want to go back. I thought this would be a fun. Um... So it's not going to be fun. No, no. I thought this would be a fun start here. Uh, I wanted to go back. Oh. To 1990, to the oh. AWA. Oh uh, fuck yeah! St. Paul, Minnesota, the St. Paul Civic Center. Well, where else? Um, Super Clash 4? Yes! Ah, bitches! Is that like the tag team thing with like the guys that would walk down and like the digital screens behind them? No, not... Goofy? No, this was this was sort of their big... Whoa, big show, no? Yeah, yeah, this was like the... I think this was the last... The last... Uh, the last big show... <laughs> Well, wait a minute. Are my are my spectacles bespectacling me? Is that Kevin Rogue in the bottom left corner? Tony, always, uh, always, uh, always a pleasure. What now? What now? I'm, I'm kicking Tony, him out. It's always a pleasure. Out. I'm kicking him out. Double T, man, you're great. Love seeing you. And look, not as good looking Kevin is here as well. That's right. <laughs> kicking him out. Why? So I can I can leave, and then you can. Talk trash about me again, oh, Kevin? Is that, right is, that, oh, is that the master plan? What do I care? <laughs> I'll talk trash to you right now. I'm waiting. <laughs> I mean, I got nothing to say right now because I kind of because <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the attitude you want to take. Then you're a piece oh, of trash. Shit. But if that's wow. what you want to do, <laughs> I, 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 I already forgot about it. So. Did you? Did you? Well, right away, uh, Kevin. I, I think you're great. I think you're fantastic. I've already forgiven you for telling me to fuck off earlier, and I wasn't here. I know you're speaking what? out of rage. Who the? Right? Who's the stooge? Who's the stooge that let you know I said f off? I was fucking listening. 
Oh, look at you. You're a great guy. <laughs> you were the stooge, Kevin. You were the guy. stooge. Kevin's the most loyal guy we got. That's what I'm talking about. And you call me trash and tell me to fuck off, man? That's, right. I, that's, yeah. that's not a good way to go. Oh, yeah, I was, it, was in the, it was in the heat of the moment. Two out of three wizards always love Kate, Kevin Rogue. Other, I other... love Kevin Rogue. I think he's a, he's a tremendous guy. He's very handsome. The other thing I do want to ask, though, is I heard that you're blowing all the guys, and I've already booked my ticket. So No, no. See, I don't like this. It's not it's not refundable, man. <laughs> I don't like this direction of conversation, so let's not. I I heard it was happening, man. No. You heard completely. I'll be there first first week of August. If you want to hang out, I'll have a beer yeah, with you. I got myself a manscape kit and everything. Yeah, I need <laughs> like... a manscape. I need a new one. My razor is donezo. Maybe maybe it's just from all that beer drinking in the shower. You're just not hitting the right <laughs> angles. Great call. Might be. Great call. Kevin's like Charles Barkley eating churros. <laughs> I don't get that reference, but I'll take your word for well, it. Well, uh, Kevin Rogue from Year of Pod uh, and Too Old for This Shit podcast, which is uh, a figure podcast. I did not know that Yeah. when I listened, uh, and I enjoyed it very much. But Thank you. Former Can You Beat That Champion, and Kevin was actually part of the – the special um, down the aisle that we did on a Friday night a couple months ago. Uh, and he's always, he's been asking to come back to do down the aisle. And I said, well, what better way to honor our defending champion, former champion. That's right. Wow. Defending uh, and former are two different words. He is the former champion, but he Very was a different. great champion. And uh, I actually enjoy, uh, I think he fits well with the, the three of us. So I said, I, listen, I, I, down I, the I, aisle, happy me to and Tony Shanghai, you uh, Garifo. Tony knew about this too. I don't care. It's all right. I, 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 like I said, I like the guy. It's not a big deal. It's just sometimes when you piss me off, I say stuff. Sorry. I think Kevin has a thing for referee Aubrey too. I was going to say, can I, can I get one more in here? Because Tony, you're right. I, I watched it. You're right. She is thriller. Every match. You're absolutely right there. And now I'm going to furthermore, you know, I'm still new to being in the business, but every referee that I've worked with has told me, cheat as much as you want, but if I catch you, I have to call it. Yep. And one more thing, if I may. Oh, this is why I told you to fuck off. That's right. You, 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 <laughs> you, you told me that I didn't have a strategy. And if you go back to the very first, can you beat that? When I beat you, I told you my strategy was to let you fuck yourself. Now I go off. Last week, I lose, right? Rocco, wow. great guy. Great, great guy. You're I leave kidding. and you say, it wasn't a strategy. It was a choice. Kevin, let me ask you this. Did I say choice or did I say it was you, an you option? Said, you said choice. Option and choice are the same you're thing. You're right. You're right. You're right. All strategy is, is a series of choices. That's all it is. I don't think I said choice or option, no. Because to me, that makes sense. Because strategy is a choice and it is an option. I don't think that's what I said. It's what I wrote down directly after you said it. Oh, that I definitely said it then. <laughs> and I take notes like a motherfucking secretary. You're a good guy. You're, I try. You're very vindictive, which I love. I try. I try. <laughs> All in good fun, Kevin. I think, you're, I, think, I think you're fantastic. You can go fuck yourself, though. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin Rogue, at Year of Pod, they're doing double in 1996. Uh, definitely check it out. Him and the Duke. Put on a fucking entertaining show. Um, Thank you very much. 
I won't listen to any of the shows on the network, uh, but I'll listen to the year of pod. So I think we should put all of our energy behind their podcast. The year we don't put any energy behind this one, so we might as well direct it somewhere. (laughs) Let's let's, let's, let's pawn it off to somebody else. (laughs) So, uh, Kevin, I know you're a Minnesota boy, so we went back to the AWA 1990. I don't even know if you were born yet. Yes. Nope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know how old you are, what dude. Spry-looking young fella he is. He's done uh, no way he was born in 1990. I I I, I appreciate that very much, Tony. But uh, I've kind of got this Benjamin Button thing figured out. I've I've been I've been aging in reverse for a couple years now. Not me. I look old as fuck, sir. <laughs> Kevin's well, trying to my head, dude. Though it's appropriate. Could fucking watch a pay per view on my forehead. That's not all you could do on it. <laughs> There's a softball for you, Tony. <laughs> uh, so we're back at AWA Super Clash Four. Had to pull this bad boy up. Where's that? That the? Uh, where's that held? That the... I have it at the St. Paul Civic Center. Civic Center. Okay. Yeah. That's in St. Paul. Did you ever Minnesota. go to any AWA shows? No, no, I did not. No, we were. Uh, my family did not travel. Uh, the cities are about 45 minutes away from where I lived, and trying to get anybody to go into the cities was a big no. Did you watch AWA? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so you're going to be maybe a little more familiar with some of these characters than than me. Tony and Kevin, they have they have pretty good wealth of knowledge there, but uh, you know, like Jake Millman. He don't I, don't do man. I don't remember Jake. I don't think a lot of people do to be up. Millman or milkman? Mil- Jake the milkman Milliman. Milliman. Yeah, okay. Jake's. All right. So what? Oh, what the was milkman. Jake, what was Jake's involvement in this show, Matt? Uh, he he looked like he Becker. was in the, cur- the curtain jerker here, uh, and he beat Todd Becker in four and a half minutes. Okay, I don't know who Todd Becker is, but I can tell you a story about Jake the milkman Milliman. Uh, the AWA in their dying days tried something called the Team Challenge Series. Yes. Where it was just a battle for supremacy, and each team tried to uh, earn points. Uh, Sarge's, Sergeant Slaughter's team, I forget the name, Sarge's some shit or other. They had to change team names because Sergeant Slaughter left in the middle of this to go uh, become an Iraqi sympathizer in the WWF. So I think Colonel De Beers actually took over his team, which is nuts when you think about it, because Colonel De Beers was like a South African militant, like racist character, and he just takes over for Sergeant Slaughter's team. But I digress. I think it was on Larry's Legends, wonder who the captain of that team was, had Jake Milliman involved in a turkey on a pole match. So Jake Milliman had to climb a pole and retrieve a raw turkey to get points for his team. And I think that was actually, no, that wasn't even the winning moment. Jake Milliman actually wound up winning the series, like winning a battle Royal, which put Larry's legends over the top and won them the team challenge series. So Jake, the milkman Milliman is a fucking hero in like near death, AWA wrestling. Yep. Todd Becker is a hero. If you ever watched uh, any WWF, apparently from 1990 to 94, he was heavily featured as a job guy. As uh, Todd last, Becker. His last appearance was on Superstars of June 1996, where he lost to Goldust. Really? I got to look this son of a bitch up. He must have been really young during that show. Yeah, he was also. Uh, 
let's see. He worked oh. a tag match with, with Chad Miller against the Allied Powers. Oh, oh. my God. Oh. Uh, he took an L. Him and Rock Warner lost to the Body Donnas. Dude, I can go down the aisle on Allied Powers. Yeah, really heavy on the Superstars and Wrestling Challenge in 93-94. Damn. Beauty. This guy doesn't, he's not even on my radar. I can't believe I don't remember him at all. He's got a very forgettable look and a very forgettable face. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Todd why Becker he doesn't exactly uh, it's not a memorable name either. And other people. Uh, our next match was the Texas Hangmen, Killer and Psycho. Oh, of course. Legendary. Defeating Brad Riggins and DJ Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> the Texas Hangmen. One of them was Bullpain. Okay. All right. That rings a bell. And is the other is one... Brad Riggins Reno Riggins? No, Brad no. Riggins was a former Olympic wrestler who was like He's a hell of a Gagne's, trainer. Yeah, it was Oh was, god, yeah, yeah. Duh, yeah right. trainer, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. not Vern Gagne's trainer. He trained the guys uh with Vern Gagne and for Vern Gagne. So there you go. No, it's not yeah. the same Texas hangman that showed up in WCW no, later on. That that's the Godwins. Right? Was it? I, that no, I thought the Texas Shanghai hangman Pearson, were also Tex Lazinger? Disorderly conduct. No, t- the Texas Hangman were or Shanghai Pierce and and Tex Lazinger, Phineas and Henry Godwin. No, what were they called, Matt? Uh, I don't I think, think they, they were, were just Shanghai Pierce and Tex Lazinger. No, I think they. I thought they were the Texas Hangman. They so, were just they were disorderly conduct in WWE. No, they were not. Disor- I oh, they may have Yeah, I could have swore they were. Yes, the Texas Hangman, Killer and Strangler, also known as Texas Hangman One and Two. What about Psycho? Uh, Psycho is bull. Psycho is bullpain. Killer is Mean Mike. Oh, Mean Mike Enos. Okay, yeah. No. All right, so he's just Mean Mike. Mike Moran. So those guys are. He sounds like done. a moron. <laughs> That's with two O's. And <laughs> they were the they were the Texas Hangmen in WCW. Yeah. So what was the name of? Shanghai Pierce and Tex Lazinger, the Godwins. I w- think I they were think just they... Shanghai Pierce and Tex. No, Lazinger. I don't think they were. I think they were. Uh, well, here, let's try typing in the Godwins. I'm going. I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it too over here. Everybody else is typing. How are you doing, Tony? Everything good? Yeah. You know, if I didn't have to type so much to look up things for other people, you know, I, I'd be doing great. I think there I may understand. have been two different versions of it, to be honest with you. Nope. Tech Slashinger Shanghai Pierce did not have a tag team name. Oh, duh. They were just Tech Slashinger and Shanghai All right, Pierce. I'll take it. Listen, I've been wrong a million times, so I'll take your word for it. Listen, Kevin, Wikipedia is never wrong, so. That's what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> Don't stop with the Wikipedia. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Mean Mike and Tough Tom. What a fucking tag team. Fuck yeah, dude. I heard they're in NXT now. <laughs> Tough Tom. <laughs> dark sounds, elevation. Sounds like a creative direction they would go with. God damn it. 1997. It's like the gun WCW. club against fucking Mean Mike and Tough Tom. <laughs> and then these cocksuckers are telling everybody they're signed to AEW. Claudio will be roughing it in a month. <laughs> 
I want to know who DJ Peterson is. Oh God, that's the trooper, isn't it? He no, he used to team up with the trooper, who's Del Wilkes, right? Trooper's uh, Del Wilkes. Yeah, he but used to trooper, team with the trooper. Yes. Yeah, they they were they weren't Border Patrol, were they? Uh, nope. Just lo- looks like he was just DJ Peterson. Well, there you go. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I guess they were trying to get the Texas Hangman over. Because Brad Riggins losing a match like this, it just kind of doesn't doesn't really relate, you know? Yeah. That's a Dude, strange D- one. DJ Peterson had a house show win over Lanny Poffo in 1988 at a WWF house show. DJ Peterson. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Bro, he had a straight. He beat Barry Horowitz. He beat Billy Anderson. He beat Omar Atlas. Well, who the fuck didn't beat Omar Atlas? Come on. Fucking Dave Peterson was working New Japan, too. <laughs> Who Bro, did Dave work- Peterson, holy moly. Who, who did Dave Peterson work in New Japan? Uncle Let's Todd see. Becker. <laughs> he teamed with Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch. Ooh. George Takano, Kengo Kimura, and Fujinami. Tatsuchi Fujinami? Yeah. Holy shit balls, dude. Uh, he was working with, here's one, uh, 1988, Maso Saito, Ricky Chosen, and super strong machine against Dave Peterson, Dick Murdoch, and Owen Hart. Wow, where in the fuck did they put yeah. that team together from? Holy shit, dude! I'm gonna have to look into this. So Dave Owen Peterson. Hart teamed with Dick Murdoch. I would have never guessed that in a six degrees of separation. Oh, and Dave it's... Peterson. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, don't Dave forget Peterson. Dave. Fucking Dave, dude. Dave Peterson's got a win over Kensuke Sasaki. How? How? Oh. how? It's got to be. It was 1988, so he's got to be a young lion. Gotcha. Gotcha. They thought he was on his way up. Yeah, he's got to be. And he was on his way to the middle lower. Dude, Dave Peterson was doing Mid-South. Fucking Dave Peterson gets around, dude. Oh, man. He got beat by Marty Jannetty in 1984 in Kansas City. Well, who didn't get beat by Marty Jannetty in Kansas? Isn't that his hometown? I don't know where Marty Genetti is from. I have no idea where Marty's from. He's from Marietta, Georgia, I believe. Close enough. Sounds right. DJ Peterson teamed with Todd Champion. And they they feuded hard with the Thunderfoots. Oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. Now, crack crack the egg of knowledge on me. Who the fuck are the Thunderfoots? Oh, they're the grandkids of uh, Jimmy Pussyfoots. Makes sense. Gotcha. They're a Native American tie team, I believe. And DJ Peterson, if now or Dave Peterson, of who I think we're talking about, was the uh, the team with Todd Champion, where, where he was like the fireman, and the other guy was like the military guy, and they were uh, known as. Uh, no, that's not Dave Peterson. But you said he was team with Todd Champion. Yes, back in the eighties. Oh, oh, he unfortunately Dave Peterson passed away in nineteen ninety three. Man, moment of silence for DP. I think the Thunderfoots were the originators of the super kick, no? Go a lot of ways, Kevin. <laughs> I know. I was I was waiting for somebody to pick it up. <laughs> Just go ahead and search DP. Yeah. I'm the sure if you read the Young Bucks book, you'll uh, find that information. Thunderfoot one and Thunderfoot two. <laughs> Poor guys didn't even get proper names. Were they actually well, look at the Vianos. How many Vianos were there? They were just all. They, yeah, they, have, an, be... they have a Crockett Cup win. Wait, over. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Let's let's see if we can guess who the Thunderfoots beat in the Crockett. No Cup. shot. Nineteen eighty-seven Crockett Cup Memorial Cup. 
uh, in the, the first round, the Thunderfoots. Def- you're never going to get this. I don't even know if these guys are a tag team. Todd Becker is, and Dave Peterson. No, is, is Ted Petty one of them? No. Fuck. Well, there goes my guess. Marty Jannetty and Tom Zank. That's Bobby right. Jaggers. Oh, oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. Illustrious. And Rocky King. Oh, Rocky dude, King. We know them. We, we, we would never guess them, but we know who they are. Yeah, you weren't going to guess them as a tag team. And then they went on to lose to the team of Manny Fernandez and Rick Rude in the second round. That's a hell of a team. Were, were Rude and Fernandez the tag champs during this Crockett Cup? I don't think they were. They did win the titles at some point. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, whatever. Dude, this Crockett Cup is wild, too. They literally just threw shit against the wall, right? Bill Dundee and the Barbarian were a tag team. Yes, <laughs> I believe he was. I believe Bill Dundee was Jeeves at this point, and he teamed with the bar- Barbarian. I believe and they they beat Mike Rotunda and Tim Horner. What a first round match! I, I, the, I can actually see that team: Tim Horner and yeah, Mike Rotunda being exactly a nice little thinking. team. Yep. Who the fuck is Lasertron? Oh God! It, oh, it's uh, it's Brad Armstrong. It's Hector Guerrero. Oh, it's Hector Guerrero. No, B- Brad Armstrong was uh, Arachnaman. Arachnaman. Thank you. Now. Good call. Shasta Watley. Shasta. That's Pez Watley when he when he found his African roots. Him and him and Te Teho Khan. Tejo Khan. The great Teho Khan. They beat Jimmy Valiant and Lasertron. Tejo Khan was in Body Slam. Did you know that? He was one of Captain Lou's guys. Um, I need to see a picture. He's got a fucking real thin mohawk that goes up the top of his head. Todd Ch- Todd Champion and Denny Brown beat Bill and Randy Mulkey. The fucking Mulkeys. Beat the Mulkeys? Holy shit. That's a big feather in the cap. George South and Steve Kern went to a double DQ with Mike Graham and Nelson Royal. The now, Mod have... Squad. Oh, sorry. All right. Who who do you think is, is in the Mod Squad? Basher and Spike beat Baron Von Ratchke and Wahoo McDaniels. What was the team name? The Mod Squad. And what year was this? This was 1987. Ooh. Hmm. I have no idea. Basher and Spike, you said? Yeah. I don't even know who they are. Like, You got their actual names in front of you? You have no fucking clue? No, never heard of them before. Jim Jeffers was Spike. That name sounds familiar. And Mac Jeffers was Basher. Oh, the Jeffer brothers. The Jeffersons. <laughs> Jeffers Total Auto Care. Yeah, yeah. They were they were doing the job to uh, Arn Anderson and Sting, the Rock and Roll Express, Flying Brian and Z Man. Was Sting jumping off of fucking buildings at that time? <laughs> no, it was 1990, Tony. Oh well, he was only fucking 30 at that point. <laughs> fucking old crow has never been more apropos for that fucker. Sorry, I'm making the guest laugh. I apologize. <laughs> I can't disagree with you, Tony. <laughs> This doesn't. Oh wow! People think I'm nuts, like just because I'm old and I'm not, dude. No, it's it's a generation thing, man. I I talk to Al about it all the time. You're you're absolutely right. Would you? Oh my god! What? Giant Baba, Giant Baba, Baba, and, uh, Iso Takagi. 
They oh, beat Eddie Shingo's... Brown and Todd Champion. That was Shingo's the round of the Jim Crockett Cup. Oh, he was Love Machine Storm. It's <clears throat> a great name. Lance Storm's cousin? No. Devin no. Storm's dad? Definitely not. So the Sibian was the mother. <laughs> How do we get back to Super Clash 4? Jesus. Well, the next match was Baron Von Raschke defeating Colonel De Beers by countout. Yes. Oh, you so have I'm it over there. I well, dude, what, what do you think? I'm not a professional? Yes. Baron Von Raschke, if my math is correct, was 50, maybe 48. He was close to 50. He looked like he was 80 in this match. But the good Baron's still with us. He's 82 years old. Is he really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Come on, Nelly. What are you yeah. doing? He's catching up to you, Tony. He actually had a shop in, like, northern Minnesota for a long time. He just closed it down. Boy, I want to say within the last, like, four or five years. What kind of shop? Uh, catch all kind of a shop. General store. Yeah, dude. He was 50 during this fucking show. <laughs> yeah, and he, he looked like he was at least 60 by the time he was 15, man. He was a school teacher. That's why, man. Just getting beat the shit out of my kids every day. <laughs> run you down real quick. Baron Von Raschke always looked intimidating, but he never had pecs. He oh. has no. He's got Baba chest. He's got like no chest whatsoever. It's the strangest thing. Wasn't oh. was, wasn't George Animal Steel a school uh, a school teacher too? Yep, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and obviously Tito Santana was as well. See, yeah, that I didn't know. Yeah, and actually, right in our neck in our neck of the woods, up in uh, in Morristown, New Jersey, or Morris Plains, or Morris Township. One of yeah, them. Somewhere in that or area. Randolph, one of in a county that's adjacent. Matt lives in the county now, but it's like adjacent to Essex County. Gotcha. He was a gym teacher and he owned a salon. I think doesn't he still own the salon? He might still own the salon. I don't know why I said in past tense, but I don't know. Still wrestling, dude. Is he really? Of course he is. Actually, oh, Matt, he's he's Matt a commission- hates old wrestlers. He's a commissioner for Tommy Fierro's uh, gimmick now. It, no. Yeah, he was doesn't he there at every show. show. No, he wasn't there, but that that's his like shtick. And Justin Carino won their title. I saw that cashing in. Turn Maven turning on Danny Morrison. Liked it. That's Danny Doring, uh, Kev from uh, ECW fame. Yeah, I don't know why he's why is he going by Danny Morrison. I mean, that's his name. That's his name. Why, yeah, yeah. But why is he? I don't understand why he's going by it now. I don't know. I finally got back to Super Clash Four. Oh, oh finally. Colonel De Beers bring you right. back. Tell me everything you know about Tommy Jammer. Tommy Jammer, I thought, wrestled for ECW at some point, didn't he? Did he really? I don't know. Maybe Sunny Beach. Are you thinking of Sunny Beach? Did I ever tell you guys the story about when I confused Sunny Beach for fucking for tugboat? Yes, I think you did. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> I think Tommy Jammer. I, I remember Tommy Jammer from that that tag team series show where they would walk out. There was like n- literally like maybe like twelve people there, but Tommy Jammer. He was like a blonde dude, right? With like yeah, yeah. like jams. Remember are you jams talking? From- are you talking about the one with like the the virtual with the screens and everything? Yeah, like uh, Sergeant. I think Sergeant Slaughter was even on it. Slaughter did that. Yeah, but uh, Jerry Lynn was involved in that. But he wasn't. Was he Jerry Lynn? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, but he was like a very spry. He was baby face, like, you know, greener than goose yeah. shit, Jerry Lynn. So I remember Tommy J- I remember them hyping the heck out of Tommy Jammer. I forget Tommy who he Jammer, was. Tommy Jammer, the California Jammer. 
Yeah, there you go. So he was like literally like a bleach blonde dude. So your last name is also your nickname? Tommy right. the California Jammer Jammer? <laughs> Why not? It's the 80s. Man, if you bought a ticket to the October 20th show, Tommy Jammer, he challenged Larry Sabisco for the title. Well, of course he does. No Tommy way. Jammer, the fucking California Jammer. Jammer the Jammer got a title shot against Zabisco? I wonder. That, that, that's, 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 that's unacceptable. Okay. <laughs> Zabisco should not be working Who? with Jam- Jammer the Jammer. The AWA had a, a, a match called Behind the Eight Ball Elimination. You think that has double meaning? <laughs> oh, AWA, mean? yes. It was the Destruction Crew. Beverly's. And the Texas Hangman against Baron Von Rasky, Brad Rains, the Trooper, and Tommy Jammer. So it was like the AWA's version of um, War, War Games. Games? Yeah, that's what I would Behind say. Behind the April so elimination. Do you think they called like what we call like a rager or a banger now? Do you think they called them jammers back then? Like, oh, this match is a jammer. I guess a fair assessment. Okay. Yeah. Go. I got. I think I'm gonna try and bring it back. <laughs> I'm in. Let's start it. Absolutely. Yo, this match is a jammer. Fucking jammer. A Tommy jammer. Hundred percent jammer. Well, Tommy <laughs> jammer went 15 minutes with Tully Blanchard, but he was on the losing end. So this is Tully Blanchard post-firing from WWF and NWA didn't want to touch him. So Vern said, come on in. We'll give you some work. That's the time period. The timeline still, right? Yeah. Well, what year is this show, Matt? Super Clash? 90. 90. Yeah, because they were, they were gone after Survivor Series 89. Yeah. And so... So before Tully Blanchard so went back, yeah. Tully did not. They didn't so, want Tully. What's that? They didn't want Tully. Well, yeah, because he was a nut job back then, I guess. Yeah, Evidently, he uh, allegedly. You know, you know, drug issues aside, whether that was real or not, he was just generally not liked. He was really? a bit of a he was a no. bit of a prick. I never, I've, heard that he, I never heard that he wasn't liked. Kev, have you? I, I've heard that many times, and I think a lot of it, a lot of it, from what I've heard at least, is is traced because he wanted to be a professional quarterback and he was a standout college athlete, very, very good college athlete. Uh, But he never really, that's what he wanted to do. This, uh, this wrestling thing was a little bit of a fallback, fallback plan type of situation. And uh, he always kind of just, I guess, resented maybe himself for it. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, it became very, very hard to, uh, to be around and work with. Be, you know, as a direct result. I mean, I, which which is kind of hard to to believe now because of just what how how likable he seems today. Oh, but for we're sure. also age, fast forwarding. Yeah, age mellows you out, man. Yeah, he he also found Jesus. He became a preacher too. Did not know that. Yeah, that that usually lights a little bit of fire. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but look, for every Tully Blanchard, there's a Shawn Michaels who claims he found oh, Jesus yeah. and still a scumbag, right, Matt? Yes, he's a piece of shit. But it, you know, it's, it's it's also weird because Tessa doesn't have the best reputation either. Oh, yeah, she's the true. fucking worst. No, but I think she she's Magnum's kid. She's not Tully's kid. No, no she's Tully's, no, she's kid, Tully's and kid. Magnum and raised Tessa, her. Yeah, uh, Magnum's a stepdad. Yes. Okay. Yes. I always get that confused. Nelly. Nelly's great, though. Oh yeah, dude. She's she's got Tully's jawline for sure. Yeah. It's crazy that he 
that that shit happened with the WWE, then he he does like a couple matches here and a couple matches in he was in ECW in Tri-State. Dude, he was gone for 4 years. Yeah, because everyone wanted him to when when that flare for the gold thing happened when it was Paul Roma that was introduced as a horseman, they everyone thought it was going to be Tully coming back. Well, according to Wikipedia, WCW 93 offered him a $500 per appearance contract to reform the Horseman at Slamboree that year. But he did not accept it, considering it to be too low, and WCW replaced him with Pretty Paul Roma. There you go. Yeah, he uh, he had like four matches in 90. He did wrestle, Tom, he wrestled Terry Funk at Slamboree 94. Yeah, four matches in the AWA and... Two matches at the TWA. Oh, what was his last match in the AWA? It was. It just says May nineteen ninety here. It was against. Uh, it was him and the Destru- Destruction Crew against the Trooper Brad Riggins and Bob Holtzma. I'm just. I was gonna say he didn't stay through when AWA closed their doors. What was no. Bob's last name? Lertzma? Lertzma L U R T S E M A. I missed it. What did yeah, you say? So Lertzma balls when I land on the top rope. <laughs> I sat down awkward in my office chair today, lurched my balls. <laughs> it is lurch a word that happens when you hurt your balls? Kevin's so gentle, he'll never lurch your balls. <laughs> it, it was the AW. AWA Twin Wars 90, ironically enough, do you know who the main event was? Ric Flair, Brian Pillman for the NWA World Heavyweight title. At an AWA show? Yeah. Oh, man, they really needed fucking people. Oh, they, I, they, Nikita Koloff, Larry Zabisco for the world title, the AWA title. John Norton and Scott Norton were a tag team against the Texas Hangmen. Wow, Norton Norton? Yeah. That must have been an awesome fucking team. Yeah, against the Godwins? Must have been great. Fuck yeah, dude. Big slapping men slapping me. It wasn't the Godwins. <laughs> Whatever. We already, Slashinger. Had this talk. we already had this talk. What are Slashinger and Pierce's names? What exa- that, that. That, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking what you who, said. Who, who wants to talk about Aubrey Edwards again? How about this? How about this lumberjack match? John Nord beat Coquina Maximus. That's that is Yokozuna. That's crazy. Wow. That is crazy. It's a whole lot of beef there. A lot of beef. That was annoying too. Like back in like the like when like Wendy's did like Where's the Beef? That was like a tagline that every single wrestling show would say every even like three years after the fact. You want to know where the beef is? It's right there. Where's the beef? Like everyone would do it. Bobby yeah. Heenan would do it. Everyone would do it. So Kevin, what Royal Rumble was it that no matter who was coming in, they'd say, "Well, that's a lot of beef in the ring there now." All of them. No, there's <laughs> one in particular, man. They just they just beat the shit out of it. Every 93, time... 90, and this is like way Ted, past Ted, when the slogan Ted, was even. D- yep, Ted DiBiase and Vince McMahon on commentary. Yeah. Now yeah, look at all the. 93, 94, yeah. 92. Whenever they could get it in, whenever like Typhoon or Earthquake or Yokozuna or someone came into, or Bam Bam or whoever, or like uh, Mabel, like it, like they were doing it in 95, I think. Yeah. So like 
and it was way past that shelf life of that slogan. Of course. Rogue, you know what I miss? They never reinforced the ring anymore. Remember when they knew they were going to have like 2,000 pounds of men in there? They'd be like, they had to reinforce the ring for this one. Um, Such a great thing. Just like a little, like, a little something you'd slide in there to let people know that this was going to be some fucking big beef. I, I agree with that, but I feel like also they want to like leave the expectation of like that big show Brock Lesnar or that Mark Henry spot where the ring can actually collapse. So if you say that ahead of time that we reinforce the ring and then you do that, then it wouldn't make sense. But I understand what you're saying because you're not you're not going to do that every time. Like you're not going to have that spot every time. No, but WWE's like, only done it twice. Like I remember, uh, no, they they did it the WrestleMania two Battle Royal. They said it. No, I'm saying that the collapse oh, the ring. destroyed yeah. the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. You said, did Nord go over on Kokina? Yeah. That's the question of the night. Wow. Okay. I have you ever. I think Kokina might have only been 400 pounds at this point, though. Like, he was a big boy, but he was not Yokozuna proportions yet. Right, yeah. right. Have you seen any of uh, his his car commercials up here from Minnesota? Have you seen any of those? John, John Nord's? John Nord's. Like, recent or from back in the day? Nah, early 90s. I seem to remember them. He was. I, Dropping legs on the hoods of cars, yes, smashing yes. windows and stuff like that. Uh, family friend bought a car from his lot, complete lemon, and his lot got shut down not long after that because they were all fucking lemons. I, I thought you were going to say they bought the car that his fucking ass print is in the hood because they wanted John Nord's car. Yeah. <laughs> it's now a family heirloom. <laughs> <laughs> John Norton. If you look close enough, you could see where his muffler was. <laughs> That's not a tailpipe, Tony. <laughs> Him telling the muffler story is one of the funniest fucking wrestling stories ever. Where he's like, I couldn't get him. He's like, I was digging in his ass cheeks. I was getting this fucker up. My muffler, daddy. My muffler fell out, daddy. <laughs> What the fuck, man? What a time. I guess, I guess when you're a heavier fellow, that's what you had to do. Didn't he get, just didn't fucking he get banged wipe for your ass? Like... I'm sorry, man. What? Yeah, but dude, it was dusty. He was like three bills easy. Probably got all... Buy a bidet, bro. Uh, how are you going to wear a bidet to the ring, dude? It fucking attaches to the fucking shit in the back. Yeah. Yeah, but by the time he walks to the ring, he's probably sweaty already. Dude, not that Dude, have you seen these guys? But uh, you take the bidet, you clean it real nice, you dry oh, yourself, you're good. Yeah. Bidet. It's an, easy, get... it's an easy install, too. Dusty yeah, Rhodes, a bidet, Rhodes in 1986 with a fucking bidet. Get he was Dusty Rhodes. He's a former NWA world champion. He's the son of a plumber. He can handle this shit. <laughs> you think yeah. he knows how to install one? Oh, yeah. it's easy. Yeah. yeah. If, anyone, if anyone should have a bidet, it should be a, a son of a plumber. Oh my God! Could you imagine that fucking squatting over a bidet? <laughs> Good God! Wasn't John Nord kind of a dick later on in life? Like, didn't he like hit some like hit somebody with his car? Uh that like, I can't. DUI? I can't speak to that. I don't. I, I, I'm Van not sure off, off the top of my head. Van Hammer is a real piece of work. Now I think John Nord had one too. Could have. 
I mean, I'm looking up John Nord now because nobody else will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did he? Uh, 2020, like April 2020. Or no, maybe Van Hammer hit the kid, but he got a DUI too. Well, yeah, which whatever. I mean, where where did he uh where did he get uh no, wait, 20, 2019, Nord was arrested on two charges, felony for driving while intoxicated and a gross misdemeanor for driving after his license was canceled, which he was deemed quote inimical to public safety. Sixty thousand oh, dollar right. bond. Dude, this that's was right. his seventh arrest. Yeah. And the latest of 16 incidents where he faced felony or misdemeanor charges. Holy shit. Where Man. where was he picked up? Where was he arrested? I, I want to say it was say? Florida. Okay. The charges were Hennepin County. Oh, then no, absolutely not Florida. Yeah, that's Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. All right, so then I was confusing Van Hammer and him for that. I think wait, Van Hammer was Florida. Wait a minute. Yes. Wait, wait. Time out. Hold up. John Nord appeared on the January 24th, 2018 episode of Judge Mathis where he was sued by Christine Schmidt, who had befriend who he had befriended at, at the substance abuse facility where she worked for four thousand seven hundred and fifty-nine dollars she covered on two credit cards she opened for him. Holy shit. John Nord's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, he tried to kill the Undertaker with a sword. Oh god, that was the best. <laughs> oh yeah, I found it. John Nord's appearance in Judge Mathis earlier today. Wow. This lady oh, is a beast. Oh my god. Yeah, but I mean people get people get up from it because apparently he's still doing stuff. So Oh man, he does not look like she, a berserker. She listen to this. What, does do? what does he look like? Wait, wait, this gets better. For reimbursement, this woman accepted, quote, 205 valuable wrestling dolls from John Nord <laughs> to sell online. And she sold them for a whopping $1,700. Yo, that Berserker with the cloak, Holy if you can find shit. it, is actually a pretty... The cloak is kind of rare to find. Yeah. I thought I had it oh up my here. God, dude, this is hilarious. I mean, it's fucking sad, but still, it's hilarious. Here. Oh, he's currently suffering from amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, so he's confined to a wheelchair. Well, at least oh, he I didn't know that. That stinks. Well, at least he can't. Like he can't fucking drive and run anybody over anymore. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the silver lining, I guess. But but that still that sucks. He's, I never he's, wish that on. He's whatever. in assist, He's in assisted living. So yeah, that's that's fucking awful for him. Huss, huss, oh. huss, <laughs> huss, huss. Oh, that doesn't look like him at all. Is that him in the blue? I don't think I can play this. No, that's Judge Mathis, I thought. You might be able to. Hold on. Yo, your internet is trash, dude. <laughs> what happened? Bro, I got a thousand fucking things open right now, Dick Snot. <laughs> yeah, Dick Snot. Really? Dick Snot? He went Dick Snot. Oh, you think boy. it's yeah, Dick, but you it's could not. be here at 6.30, mm. so I had I have... The fucking rant. Well, I'm sorry, but my life doesn't fucking change on a whim. Like, hey, we got a guest at 6.05. Well, fuck me running. Well, would you have to make your 30-year-old kid dinner? SpaghettiOs? I'm fucking working. I have a (laughs) J-O-B. Jesus, dude. Mm. I'm with Matt on this one. Oh, brother. Uh, Tony, Uh, I'm usually right behind you, brother, but uh, this one's tough. Yeah, this this time he's in front of Kevin. Yeah. Making me dinner. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Uh, we had a new AWA 
uh, heavyweight champion at this show is Larry Zabisco beat Massa Saito. Ooh. Bockwinkle was your special guest referee. Was Bockwinkle done at this point, I guess? Probably, right? If he's the referee. It has to be around, yeah. I would yeah, guess so. I don't think he was. I think I saw him in 95. But he wasn't he wasn't wrestling or anything like that. He oh looked, no, but yeah, but we're going. Yeah, he he down. Okay. Let's see, I think he he probably did like a match at like like a slamboree or something like that. Could maybe, have, yeah. But, yeah. but then he was his like the last match in WCW. was uh, his last match was a time limit draw against Dory Funk Jr. at Slamboree '93. In December 1987, he served as special guest referee for a bout between Randy Savage and the Honky Tonk Man. The honky donkey man. Holy shit! <laughs> WWF. Yeah, because he was he was apparently a road agent for a while there too. He was. He did work there while he, he was doing uh, AWA, JJ. huh? No, I think he was done with AWA in '87. Maybe no. Oh my God, he's got a full slate here. No, he probably came back for the for appearances, but yeah, maybe from know. January to it looks like May, he was the champ. Then he lost at Super Clash 3 to Kurt Henning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, then he, then he was a road agent in, uh, well, he was the referee in December of 87. So. Okay, yeah. Well, there he goes. Oh, yeah, he was in a, dude, he was in a battle royal at the Brendan Byrne Arena in 1987. The Legends Battle That's Royal. That's the Legends Battle Royal. Yeah. That's the one where fucking, uh, Macho Man never trusted Vince McMahon again because they wouldn't put Angelo Poffo in it. Look at Look this at that. fucking Luthez, Al Costello, Arnold Scollin. Wait, Arnold Al Costello? Thomas. There's some goofs in that one. Al Costello. Art Thomas, Baron, Mikel. Cicluna. Bobo Bobo Brazilian. He's starting the dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> Chief J. Strombo, Dominic Danucci, Eduardo uh, Carpenter. Chief J. Strong, bro, Ed, bro, bro, Wait, 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 wait. Eduardo <laughs> Carpenter. Did you hear him fucking just barrel through that? Eduardo Carpenter. Holy shit. How do you pronounce it? It's Eduardo Canadian. Carpentier. Carpentier. Yeah, no come on, bro. Eduardo has the ER on Carpenter. the end? Yeah, so it's Charpentier. Yeah. Gene Kanitsky, Gino Brito. Killer Kowalski, Bockwinkle, Pat O'Connor, Pedro Morales, Ray Stevens, Renee Goulet, The Crusher, and Tony Gurria. That's pretty good. And Tony Gurria and Renee Goulet weren't too far removed from their actual careers. Did Renee, did Renee Goulet have the worst fucking hair? He had the best I, He was so him. noticeable, though. Like, whenever you watch TV, like, when he was, like, a, a, a producer that would run out, like, an agent that would run out, you always, like, the first person you saw was Renee Goulet. Like, just because of that hair. Rene Goulet, Tony Gurria, one of the Hebners. Yeah, I was, to, for me, it was Rene Goulet, Tony Gurria. Um, I guess a Hebner. Pat Patterson, obviously. Pat, Pat Patterson. Yeah. Yeah, and his fucking Reeboks every time. They just never matched his suit, looked way the fuck out of place. Dude, he was so weird. His, yeah. his, uh, God rest his soul, his weird freaking fashion was just so, like, everyone else is wearing a suit and he's coming out with like a Charlie Brown sweater on or something <laughs> like, 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 the, the greatest the greatest thing if you can find it I'm sure you can find it easily there's a picture of Pat Patterson floating around 
He has a shirt that says, I gagged Linda Lovelace. <laughs> fucking greatest shirt ever. Oh, Jack Lanza, too. That, I didn't mean to undersell you. Kevin just fucking that. walks right over that All one. All right. No. Jack, Jack Lanza and his twin brother, Jack Mihoff. <laughs> there you go. Way to get it back. <laughs> You've earned that one, Tony. Beat me to it. <laughs> Apparently, so did Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. I don't understand what that. I don't understand where that where this is coming from, and I don't really like it. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Okay, Holy so shit. I had to look up who this Bob Lertzma guy was. <laughs> Lertzma balls. <laughs> he apparently was a football player. <laughs> that's it. He was a fucking that's football player. That's it. He's player. a football player. Good. In the backyard or for, for college? Oh, Where? my God. He played uh, for the Giants, Vikings, and Seahawks. Okay. Kev, you know, just you know what his just... favorite food? You know what his favorite food was? What? Lurts donut. Oh fuck no! I can't. Bratlers. <laughs> Bratlers is better. Okay. I, I give you Bratlers. 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 Yeah. Lurts right. donut for dessert. Oh wait, is, is it Lurch or Lurst? It's Lurtsma. Ah, Lurch. Eh? Yeah, Lurtsma. Lurch. He played in a couple of Super Bowls, and then he was uh, he was traded for Ahmad Rashad. Wow, <laughs> really? NBA yeah. in, NBA inside stuff. Ahmad he was Rashad. a wide receiver before he was doing NBA stuff. Yeah, yeah. He had a different name though. His name isn't really Ahmad Rashad. He changed it, but it it was something else. It was there. Robert Moore. Yeah, he was a he was a wide receiver, right? Is that what you just said? Yeah. yeah, he was. So Felicia he, Rashad had to take his fake name. He was Bobby Moore, and then he changed his name. Yeah. That's right. To Rashad. Yes. And then, so Felicia Rashad is. And then Rashad. she took the pudding pop. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's what's so funny about what you just did, Tony. <laughs> is that I chose not to mention Bill Cosby when I mentioned the Pat Patterson. He's been married five times. Lertzma to, to a thousand Mar- different Mad Rashad. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, well, I had to look up Lertzma because he was in t- the last Tully Blanchard match, <laughs> and he was the right. special guest referee for this non-title tag team steel cage match between Paul Diamond and the Trooper against the Destruction Crew. Now, did did Lertzma get his start in the well and finish? I guess in the AWA. I, he wasn't a wrestler. I guess he was a special referee, and then he did like the one match. Okay. Hmm. Paul Lutzma. That's a great. Sorry, I'm fucking name. butchering his name. Wow. 
What are we doing? <laughs> Going down the aisle. We are. We're down the aisle. The e- oh, I wish there was a link for this. Could you teach us more about Edward Carpenter? I can tell you all you need. Tony, Charpentier. Charpentier, Tony. Yeah, again, no one with the name Eduardo has the last name Carpenter. <laughs> I want to know about the evil clown who was wrestling at the AWA in 1995. That's Doink. Yeah. No, there's no link for it. There's no... The AWA wasn't around in 95. See if there's a doink for it. Wait, AWA what evil clown? All-Star Wrestling, baby, took place at Red Wing, Minnesota, Treasure Island Casino. J.B. Trask and Jerry Lynn went yes! to a draw. J.B. Trask. Now, there, there's a guy right there. The Love evil clown is Randy Gusto. Candy Devine, the AWA Treasure Island Women's Champion, defeated Peggy Lee Leather. Oh, wow. Dude. Peggy Lee Leather, she's still around. Was uh, what was the the clown's name again? The evil clown. Just the evil clown. Yes. Was it? Uh, do you have any information? Was that horse the no, psychopath by chance? There's no link for the evil clown. Peggy AWA Lee Leather. That's actually Doink was still. No, Doink was gone by 1995. It's or not my... Doink the fucking clown. No, it's, it's the evil clown, Matt Bourne. It's not. Uh, Peggy Lee Leather went on to wrestle as Thug in Dave McLean's Women of Wrestling in 2000, 2001. Maybe because I'm a thug. Thug. So there you go. Yeah. That, you said in 95, is this a, some type of weird special attraction? Because the actual AWA closed down in 91, did it not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the main event was Zabisco and Wahoo McDaniel. Nice. It looks like in 94, they ran these three shows. Okay. Uh, January, what? November, December, and then one in ninety-five. And yeah, they so all... just real special attraction shows. Oh yeah, they brought in the Killer Bees to take on the Texas Hangmen. Larry nice. Zabisco beat the Repo Man. Steve Berg was in the house. Nelly, I swear to God, no, the Bergman. Oh, SB. That's right. Fucking Nelly. Wow, dude, relax. I'm relaxed. She just she just moved my Macho Man autograph over here. Oh yeah. So right. that's it. We go out with a whimper that's down it. the aisle. That's how we do it. Uh, that what? I mean, come on. We went uh, uh, Bob Lushki. We did uh, Edward Carpenter. Lurch. <laughs> Eddie Carpenter. Eddie Carpy, <laughs> Evil Clown, and the AWA. There's not even like you Google AWA Evil Clown, AWA Wrestling. Try try uh try Horse the Psychopath. Horse? Yeah, H O R A C E. You mean Horace? Yeah. <laughs> Horace. Horace, you slut. <laughs> Horace the Psychopath. No, Horace the Slut. This guy looks like uh Oof. he's a wrestler. I don't know if the time I don't know if the timeline lines up, but he played he played quite the character that seems like it would be fitting. I mean, he was born in seventy two, so he would be like twenty three in ninety five. He was Horace, Horace the psychopath, and sheep herder. Okay, wasn't Horace Hogan? Was it? No, no. (laughs) Nice, Tony. I try. No, I was gonna. If he didn't do it, I was going to. (laughs) I'm sorry. Was that down the aisle not good enough for you? What are you talking no, about? No, it was great. 
Yeah. I don't know. You seem like you're disappointed. Is that how we're going to end it, you said? I don't know. You just kind of stopped talking, and usually you always have something to say. Like, hey, that was down the aisle. Wasn't that awesome? You're just like, <laughs> yeah. I think we had a blast. I don't know where else we were going to go. Billy the Psycho Clown. Yeah. He does guy. No, horse. I thought it was Doink. It was wasn't Doink. doink. Ray Apollo. <laughs> doink the evil horse. <laughs> Now you're getting somewhere, though. Yeah, that's what I'm liking. That doink the evil horse. The evil horse, yeah. Get one Speaking of those of... horse costumes. You can. Yeah, with like, it's like, could, a, it's actually a team. together yeah. can become horse. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of horse, I could share this Aubrey Edwards video. Scott, you're so fucking mean. It's unreal. <laughs> like, what did she ever do to you, bro? No, he's not wrong. Listen, I didn't say it. Somebody else said I was going to play a horse video earlier, so I just brought it back. That would be me. I said you were going to play a horse video. See, so Matt's the one that thinks she looks like a horse. I never said I think she looks like a horse. And why would you like... conflate a horse video with an Aubrey Edwards video? Because people online are mean, and they say mean I'm things I'm not about. mean. How dare you? You're also not online. I'm online. I think you're I may not be. Guy. I may not be in line, but I'm online. Yeah, you're a weirdo. Which line? The party the... line. 976, fuck. Okay. I thought you were... Is it the Kevin line? Because... Oh, the Trudeau's line? <laughs> um, I still don't get this. You've never um, watched, like, the, what is, what's it called? The NBA show with Charles Barkley and fucking Shaq? Yeah, it's never... called Inside the NBA, or it's called... Yeah! So Charles the, Or it's called the pregame show. Charles Barkley's gimmick is that all the women in San Antonio are big women, and he goes, you know, they take them churros and they, they eat them with two fists? So, no, I can... I can firmly say I've never seen that. But you're a sports guy. You listen to Michael Michael K every day. Like you don't watch the NBA live. I watch I watch basketball. I don't really care for the the, the shows in between. Oh. And I don't even watch, I don't even watch pro basketball all that much. College basketball, hockey, baseball, football. You know. Right. Okay, so then forget Charles Barkley. Just pretend it's a fellow with two big penises. <laughs> Now, if you just said that at the start. Hey, they don't have to be big. They can be small. Dealer's choice. <laughs> That's your choice. <laughs> Holy weirdos. shit. Man, that was funny. That funny was show. fucking funny. People should uh, listen. This is what we do. This okay. is what we do. Uh, is there anything else before we pull this train into the station? Can I can I ask you guys one thing? Because you, you guys were on, it was like, it was a, it was a maybe last month show, something like that. Uh, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on a topic, if if I if that's okay. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so obviously everybody was was kind of going uh, head over tea kettle over the MJF thing, saying that MJF wanted out before anybody knew whether it was a work or it wasn't work or anything like that. Uh, and everybody was speculating whether it was a work or not a work, and and kind of getting fired up about it obviously it wasn't that long ago you guys remember and when ali said he wanted to be released people went fucking nuts it was hashtag free ali every you know what i mean like it was a huge fucking movement free ali ali's got to be freed now mjf says he doesn't want to be there anymore fire me or he doesn't you know what i mean he's he's missing commitments he wants to leave none of that same movement happens why did first let me uh, Matt uh, Matt could probably speak to this better, but did MJF ever actually say that that he wanted to he didn't want to be there anymore? Yeah, 
uh, out in the like he didn't. I, I don't know that he did anything like on Twitter or anything like that, saying you know I want to be released the way that MJF did. But everything that you read and him missing, you know, him missing appearance and stuff like that would lead you to believe that that was that's the way he was going about wanting to be released. I, I never got the whole free Ali thing anyway. Okay. Like, like what I, what it, it, what like that that to me was the most overblown thing. Ever like if you're unhappy, then you're unhappy, but you're just gonna have to suck it up because you signed a contract. Right, yeah, but that's not true because look at what happened with Tony Storm. Look what happened with Jeff Hardy. They just fucking walked away from everything, packed up the shit, and went home. That's fine. Well, then he could have done that, and he did do that. Ali, no, Ali just wrestled like two weeks ago. Yeah. But that, but what this the Ali thing is going back months ago. So like he, they must have come to some sort of agreement where he came back. I don't know if MJF actually ever said that he wants out and uh, listen i'm like i mean he I'll, said I'll, it in that no, he promo. said fire me he said fire me you fucking it's mark a, it's a promo on tv did ali right. make a promo on tv about that he, he came out on twitter and said he's asked for his release yeah all right so that's different i think to me it's Might as well be the same thing i don't think so because mjf was a character on tv ali was, was on twitter character? being himself I'm just I just wonder about the backlash. Like I say, it, there was there was a ton of free Ali and and you know they're holding him hostage and all this other kind of stuff. And when well, MJF says he doesn't want to be there, right. it's it's not even close to the same and, type of response. I think I think that what 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 is in play here is that WWE has made no discretions about releasing anyone at any time for any reason, and the fact that they wouldn't let go of Ali was a little perplexing especially because they weren't really doing anything with him so that was weird the fact that it was like all right it's ali he's a great performer but you yeah. just released 20 great performers mm-hmm. like the week before or the, or the month before so that was weird i still think mjf is is playing up something and i don't think he's done and i don't think the backlash is warranted because i think people can kind of see through it okay so i, don't I also know. think it's the internet wrestling community that has a plan like today's big big to do was the way tony khan was hugging uh cesaro and- <laughs> what, was the, what was the problem yeah, with it yeah. there's oh my pic- god like there's they were like, like star-crossed lovers like he had his like his his head in cesaro's chest and everything it was like so weird and like you know vince russo tweeted out like bro i don't even hug my wife like this <laughs> somebody <laughs> But it's just like it's just like the dumbest. Like it's literally the dumbest shit, and people are like all about. I'm like, who gives a fuck? That Tony Khan just gave him a fucking very lucrative long deal. I'm sure Cesaro doesn't give a fuck if he hugs him. Who cares? Come on, who cares? No, you shouldn't care. Let him. Let him. Who are we to judge somebody's relationship with somebody else? Like Dax Harwood came out and and literally, like said Tony Khan was like the best boss he ever had, and how gracious he is for him and all that stuff. So like, that that's basically a verbal hug. I didn't see the Cesaro one, so I don't know how how comical that was. But I mean, everyone that works at AEW seems to really love and appreciate Tony Khan. So there's something to be said to that. But yeah. The Ali thing and MJF thing, I think, are two different stories to me. Okay. And see, I, I look at it the just, I mean, it's somebody that has a contract working somewhere. 
that doesn't want to be there anymore. It's the same. Like, you know what I mean? If you break it down bare bones, it's the exact same thing. If, but if one, in fact, one MJF thing is a shoe. the other one didn't. If, yeah, if, if in fact, the MJF thing is a shoe, which I'm not 100% positive that it is. Right, right. And that's why I say we're going back to like the very beginning where people didn't know yeah. what the fuck was going on. And if he's saying he doesn't, you know, if he, he doesn't want to be there, like I say, break it down to the very, the, the very core of it is somebody not wanting to be where they work. Ali got, you know, all this rally behind him, free Ali, and MJF did not. So I'm just, what you know, what, what would be the difference there between the two? Why would one get all the people behind him with the hashtag free Ali and all this other kind of bullshit, and then MJF, the fucking nothing? Well, I, I think, I think another simple answer is MJF is a bad guy, and he's universally hated in real life and on TV. So why would people rally to support a guy that is so good at his job that they just freaking hate? Okay. So one point twenty one gigawatts. How can I be so careless? Somebody, I, I, can't, I can't figure out. Matt, can you move that to the like the like to the whole thing? Can you like do you know how to do that? What the fuck? Can you move that picture so it takes up the whole screen so everybody can happening? enjoy it? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, there we go. Kind <laughs> of amazing, dude. Look at him. He's he's, so like nest, he's like nestled in his chest. He sure is. <laughs> wow. You guys might not be ready for this. But oh my god! Gonna, what your kids are gonna love it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Never mind. <laughs> Here, here's this one. This is the. There you go, bro. That's what not, are we doing not, here? That's Sammy Guevara. That's not Luke Hall. I mean, that's not a. Dude, Tony look Khan. at him. That's that Tony Khan. That's Dude. no. That's that's Guevara. That's, that's Buko Dow. <laughs> that is one hell of an embrace. Oh my god, man. I don't know. Cesaro doesn't seem to be sold on it. He's giving no, that, that partial hug. He's not actually embracing where, where Tony's he's he's acting like a codependent girlfriend that's getting ready to get broken up with. He's like, Mamma Mia, what did I do for this? <laughs> All of a sudden he's, uh, he's Italian. Yeah, he's I love some sauce. <laughs> well, come on, Claudio Castagnoli. That's an Italian name if I ever heard one. He's oh, so I thought you I, I thought I thought you were voicing Tony Khan there. No, Tony Khan's like, please don't go. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Oh boy. Well, I'm Earth so glad angel, Earth Angel. <laughs> Would you be mine? <laughs> That's a good song. Another one of those kids jumped out in front of my damn car again. <laughs> Where am I? The berserker? <laughs> Van Hammer. Van Hammer. <laughs> you are my density. <laughs> God damn, Crispin Glover was fucking awesome. <laughs> Matt left. Yeah. He's done. Well, you know what? That sounds like a great time to pull this train into the station. What, you guys don't want to watch Aubrey Edwards? <laughs> I mean, you could do whatever you want. What are you doing, adult? Tony? She was in Back to the Future 3, wasn't she? Is that... <laughs> I can't. I don't want to play the audio because I don't want to get in trouble. But here we go. You're so. <laughs> Olay. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> 
I'll give you that one. I mean, you gotta. <laughs> oh, oh wait, there's more. <laughs> Bro, you gotta be watching this. I'm yeah, sorry. You really man. have to be subscribed to our YouTube. You have to be watching this. You're not gonna be able to watch AEW again and not notice this now. You're right. I don't, I don't know how you couldn't notice it before, man. I didn't. I never it was. Noticed. It was. It was it's <laughs> the most. She, she was like doing the shimmy. Hey <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's like she knows fucking karate all of a sudden. Oh boy! Oh, she just kicked the face. Kiss. Oh my god, oh, dude! Oh boy. <laughs> That's not cool. Oh, All right, come on. That was hilarious. Oh, that was hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. I'll give you that one. You get, oh I mean, my god. If she could just tone it down like 230%, I think she'd be great. Oh my goodness. Oof, I, I that never was... noticed this. And that, that that's part one. There's like five volumes of this on YouTube. It's every match. It's every match of hers. Oh, oh. Oh, you know what? Maybe it's a good job that I mean I, I might be the minority that I <laughs> <laughs> but you're not supposed to notice the referee, so I, no, I don't definitely notice her. Yeah, I did. Matt, you know, Matt, you notice this? Oh, I've noticed it before, but it's it's not the hill I'm gonna die on. Well, I mean, look, this was actually like you know the best of. She's, yeah. I mean, she's not like this every moment of the match, but right. This well, probably I, thought you could take in every match, though. This has been an amazing time. Oh, fantastic. Uh, special thanks to Bryce Donovan for joining us tonight. Kevin Rogue for joining us at Year of Pod. Seriously, I know there's a thousand wrestling podcasts out there. Him and Duke do a great job. It's a fun listen. It's like an hour and 25 minutes. There's no commercials. There's no bullshit. It's fucking Thank you, funny. Thank you very much. Really I really appreciate it. It means show. a lot. And I enjoy it. And too old for this shit is fun too. Um, I don't have your handle for that. I'm sorry. It's uh, just at Totspod. T O T S P O D. And they do they do wrestling figure talks, so that's that's fun. That's it. That's the end of the show, right? We're done. Next week, closing number. Next week is a Tuesday night show because it's Fourth of July. We're not here on Monday, uh, and uh, we will be joined by Big Strong Mims. Big Strong Mims. Whatever he does. Uh, so hopefully you guys have a happy and safe Fourth of July. You don't blow your fingers off. And, uh, yeah, picking, no JPPs, please. We're picking money in the bank this weekend. That'll be fun. And oh, that's that's all I got, boys. 
You know I'm gonna catch a football. <laughs> Fucking stumpy. Kev, thank you. Be well, everyone. Hey, thank, thank you, you guys. Much. Have an excellent night. Thank you very much. Of course, thank you, Kevin, for joining us. Thank you. Anytime. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Thanks for joining us.